Hey all, welcome to Geek Freaks. Geek We're Freaks. trying this again. <laughs> I am Frank. This is Daniel. Hello. Squeaks. Squeaks. Jonathan. Hey, hey y'all. And Cheddar. What's going on? All right, Cheddar's our special guest. He's normally one running our Instagram down in Texas, but he's in town, so he's joining us today. So we're super excited to have him around. All right, uh, we're not going to do the play and stuff like that. What are we playing? What are we watching? I'm going to try to start using that at the end, which nice. is what normally you do in a podcast. I've been using it to kind of get us warmed up. But you guys are all seasoned podcasters now. Mm-hmm. You all know what you're doing. So <laughs> We come in pre-primed. Pre-primed. Yep. Plus, Ooh. you know, we've talked for the last three hours drinking <laughs> beer, so you should be probably primed right now. Uh, we are currently streaming this one, so hi to all of our watchers on stream. That's Daniel, by the way. He doesn't want me to point him out, but that's him. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the news, guys. Uh, we had a D23. We have Obi-Wan Kenobi news. That's going to be ran by Squeaks. Pretty excited about that. We had unfortunate Spider-Man news. I don't know. Why, oh, why not Squeaks. I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> he was shocked. I want to see how far this goes. I was like, uh, since when did I care about it? We, we should have just went with it and just yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Uh, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> so he gets a lightsaber. <laughs> and then we have an awesome interview with uh, Mark Verma uh, about his new comic book coming up called uh, Grain. That's pre-recorded. So you guys won't catch that right now. All right. So first up, the director of It Chapter 2, Andy Muchetti. Very fancy name, right? Uh, he will be directing the new Flash movie. So uh, they've gone through a lot of directors and stuff like that. The Flash movie's kind of in turmoil. But we kind of finally set up on a director. Uh, he's done all kinds of horror films before. But he says, this will not be a horror film. So this is a quote from him. An element of horror? Question mark. I don't think so. Uh, what captivated me about Flash is the human drama in it, the human feelings and emotions that play in the drama of it. He's he's from Argentina, so the English, you know, they put in a lot of extra stuff there to help him out. Uh, it's going to be fun, too. I can't promise that there will be any horror elements in it. They, see, they, they put a lot of practice, uh, really, but it's beautiful human story. Okay, Daniel, I'm going to you first. What do they mean by, what is the human drama that could possibly be in a Flash movie? Human? I don't, I'm not sure. Okay, think. solid answer from Daniel. <laughs> I'm not sure. Squeaks, what do you hey, think about time traveling. Oh, okay, so you think yeah. about like saving I think if you meet, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, then that means we're getting Flashpoint, which is easily to me the best yeah. Flash story. Mm. I'm not gonna lie, mm. never read a comic book of Flash. Wow, you should actually. Flash is probably should one of really the best get the DC. Fuck off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Flash is one of the best DC comic books out right now. That's is a real yeah, good. Really? One. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because when I seen Justice League, I was like, I hate this Flash guy. No, Dang. but his Whoa. own story, like <laughs> Flash alone, is phenomenal. It's hard because he's overshadowed by Batman and Superman. Well, because his new comics, too, are with Batman and, um, well, let's say in the very beginning. Yeah, they are for And the Watchmen show up in that, right? Right, yeah. That's that's the whole Doomsday Mm. clock thing they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Anybody else? When I hear Flash and they're talking about the human drama that's in it, I immediately go to the Arrowverse and how it's like a tween Mm. Twilight. I don't know. One of three things we we mentioned in every single episode of the podcast. Did I hate Arrowverse? Arrowverse (laughs) and its hatred, which is baloney. Gargoyles. Yes. We can just get it out of the Gargoyles is great. It needs to come back. Okay. Uh, Which there was a thing about, an article about people wanting that to come back. And then Last Airbender. Those are the three things we mentioned in every episode. Really? Every episode? I'm telling you, I do the editing. It's Mm. a lot. But (laughs) just a real quick side thing. There is a rumor in Last Last Airbender news, Uh you know, because they're making the Netflix thing. There's a rumor that they might be bringing Mark Hamill to play Fire Lord Ozai. Oh, that'd be so cool. He voices him. I didn't even know he voiced him. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Luke Skywalker Damn. could be the Fire Lord. That'd be tight. Uh, that's, that's just a rumor, though. This is it for the Netflix? The that's Netflix for the Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Right. I thought you were into the Flash 
series. No. No, oh, that's, that's me. Oh, that was you. Oh, He's a okay. hater. It's all good. Yeah. I, I, like I started so watching much. it and I was like, okay, this is, it kind of got stupid. Just like Arrow got stupid. Yeah. Just really From dumb. the oh. Supernatural fan, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> just 15 teen, seasons? Teen drama. 15 seasons. That's true. Just saying. Uh, Kit Harrington will be uh, playing Black Knight in the Eternals MCU movie. Okay. Quick show of hands for the stream. Who knows what the hell the Black Knight is in the MCU? Black Knight. Uh, yeah, it's a superhero. No. But it's not okay. Batman? Yeah, exactly. No, it's not that. Okay. It, <laughs> that's Dark DC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. Yeah, so I'm going to go down a real quick, like, what the hell is the Black Knight, okay? Right. Black Knight, his real name is Damon Whitman. He comes from a lineage of a bunch of other Black Knights. So there's like, since King Arthur, there's always been a Black Knight. Right. And they've all been kind of like heroes, except for uh, Dane's oh. uncle, who's an evil knight. Martin Lawrence. Oh, yeah, that's who it is. I remember it. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. good. It's gonna yeah. be good if they somehow fit that movie John in the Snow MCU. playing I'm Martin Lawrence's Black Knight. Right. That'd be perfect. What an old movie. Yeah. <laughs> I go. could see it all. That's the exact part. When, when are they gonna make a static shock live action? When people give a shit. Ooh, that would be But don't. Been, that was not in the Arrowverse tween drama. We need like a legit one. I have unfortunate news for you. Would be amazing. Uh, I think they are working for. Uh, they're working on it for DCU, the uh, uh, streaming service. So never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's coming for that, that means it's going to be that fancy uh, tween or Arrowverse no that you guys way. are like. Yeah, it's the same company that makes both. Shame. All right. So uh, the other thing about the Black Knight is he has this thing called the Ebony Blade, and it is cursed, and it increases his angry anger and violence until he like is a problem. Um, he has been on the Avengers for a long time. He's joined a couple of teams, but he's mostly an Avenger. Uh, he has also been called, his other name is the Pendragon, which is like the one they should have gone with. That's a, that's a King Arthur last name thing. And it means like uh, Lord Dragon, basically. Is what mm -hmm. it means. So but anyways, yeah. So this is the new character he's going to be playing. Basically another knight. What do you guys think about him playing this? And is there another character you'd want him to play? Uh, we're going with you, Cheddar, first. What do you think? Hmm. <laughs> I like it, Harry Team. Um, but... I don't know if he's on the Marvel side of him. I'm so used to seeing him in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Can he do something different? So that would be my my biggest concern. Yeah, it kind of feels like a safe bet when they're like giving him like, oh yeah, you're going to come into the MCU, but you're going to still play a knight. Right. So can he actually do something different? Yeah. Oh, well, it might not be different if he's just a knight but in the MCU. It I is think a what he's saying is, do we want to see him? We don't want to see mm -hmm. Jon Snow in just a different yeah. setting. Do we? Are we going to see him as a superhero character yeah. that happens to be from medieval times? Well, that's like who's the guy that got uh, um, casted for the Eternals, and he played um, in the Elton John movie from Game of Thrones. He was Rob, Rob Stark. Rob. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna be the there too. Brother. So yeah, both brothers yeah. are actually coming back wow, to cool. be in this Eternals movie, and even yeah. Black Knight. So a lot of the principal photography is already done for Eternals. So the fact that they casted Kit Harrington so late means that he, it's gonna be a small role mm -hmm. in this movie, but it's gonna bring him into the MCU, and he's actually bouncing around a lot with like Doctor Strange and stuff. So we'll see more of him in other movies. Uh, he's kind of like a Hawkeye level character. So he might, if he if he's playing the Black Knight, maybe he was like the previous version or previous rendition of the Black Knight, and he's handing it over to the new one or something like that. Because you said it's over generations, right? It is over generations, which I think that's one of my most like interesting parts of it. I think uh, is that we're gonna see uh, other versions of him. If he might not be a big character, right? But he might be kind of this up and coming, you know, Spider Man level character that's just like learning how to join. You know, because he wears like this leather vest. So he's like a biker kind of dude, mm -hmm. but he has the, the, the Black Knight helmet, which is like a medieval helmet. Plus he has a lightsaber sword at one moment and then he gets eventually the Ebony Blade. Hmm. Um, so we'll see more about this character. I don't know. It's kind of, again, I kind of feel like it's a safe bet. Go, oh yeah, we need a knight character. Let's get Kid, Kid Harrington, the most famous knight right now. Uh, next up, Telltale Games is coming back. Kind of. 
Did you hear about all this? Huh. All right. So Telltale Games, they, they went out of business a while back, and it's been this terrible thing. And we found out that the employees were not treated very well. Uh, this information does come from themarysue.com, but it's it's wide news. Uh, so the company is being revived by these two gentlemen, uh, Jamie Ottilie and Brian Waddle. They bought the company, basically, and they're going to be bringing it back, and they're going to let the past workers be freelance workers now. Mm-hmm. They don't have the rights to some of the bigger titles, but they do have Batman, and they do have the Wolverine, uh, the Werewolf, uh, uh, Wolf Amongst Us mm-hmm. uh, game of theirs, which is arguably one of their best games. And they said they're going to work on those. They're going to make some new content with new IP, but they don't have Walking Dead and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are giving a lot of uh, grief over this. So Kotaku, one of the biggest publishers out there, says, in other words, a bunch of people are taking a familiar, beloved name and slapping it on something brand new. Because they're basically making a new company saying that, oh, yeah, this is Telltale Games because we technically bought the name and mm-hmm. we're freelancing some of the employees. Do you think this still counts as a Telltale game? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think as long as us as consumers know that it's pretty much been gutted, then there's nothing, there's no, uh, nothing misleading about it. If yeah, we, yeah. if you like Pepsi, but for some reason Pepsi goes under, somebody else buys it and says, "Hey, we we're getting rid of all the bad things they did and we're starting over." You understand when you buy a can, it might not taste the same, and you'll learn to either like it or hate it and mm-hmm. make the decision based on yeah. that. It's not you can't assume that okay, the first game I buy is going to be just like the Telltale games I got I got before. It'll probably be different, but you got to brace yourself for that. Yeah, I think it'd be fair if they like change the logo up a little bit so that the people that are not so much insiders on the industry would kind of be aware of the situation. Yeah. Or just, I mean, eventually their name would slip. I mean, that would also happen. Eventually they're like, oh yeah, Telltale Games, they used to make really good games, but now they don't make great games. Why don't they just change the name, though? Because they're banking on the Telltale name. Yeah. The reason they bought the company was because that name was so but good. But I could like set an example for, like, um, for Halo. Like, it was Bungie. For yeah. the longest time, and then it went to ODS three six three. Yeah, three four three. Okay, I mean they're still doing a great job, and now I'm like, well, playing Destiny, I'm like, uh, I can see why Bungie <laughs> gave up on Halo because they didn't really do that great. So that's it's true. It's just they, the next chapter for Telltale, and if it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really hope that there's a fa- they find a way to bring in a lot of their past employees because these poor guys have gone through hell and they've been in a big class adult, class action lawsuit. They got dropped uh, this year, so hopefully they find a way to to get work. So that'll be good. All right, next up on our news, uh, we're gonna watch Squeaks buy the fourth fourth time he's gonna buy the same game in a row. Yes, Overwatch case gets leaked on Amazon, no showing way. Nintendo Switch. Or Nintendo Switch <laughs> coming to Nintendo Why? Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So there's two things. First off, Amazon accidentally published uh, a listing for an Overwatch carrying case for the Switch, right? And then right away took it off. But everybody, of course, got screen grabs and everything like that. And then there's also this like. Uh, retail stores they get a list of things that are going to be in stock and how many are going to be in stock so they can kind of plan for them in October 18th they're expecting Overwatch and Plans for Zombies coming in so you are going to buy another one of these? Uh, you know what I don't know I might say tell myself no this time yeah for a month yeah for a solid month it feels no. like it's tailor made for the Switch I think that's like the perfect system for it yeah I don't know I just feel like I put in, well, if they let you link accounts then yes I will but I have your other the copies other ones that <laughs> you got yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh oh no that's digital you can't oh so if they lit a link then yeah but if not no because i've bought it like i said three different times and you can't get the same skins um with my xbox like they don't that seems like something together. that blizzard especially blizzard who's a pretty so cool dumb. company would, would you do. think you could, yeah just save your progress throughout each one yeah i no. just uh sigma have you tried out the new sigma champ 
Uh, played against, but I haven't tried it out myself. I like him a lot. He's yeah. the first character that I've actually used my points to actually. I need to go buy that skin for that guy. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll farm them naturally. Yeah. But that one, I'm like, I have the coins or whatever. I'm gonna actually buy a skin for this guy because he's real cool. Because all his skins have his feet exposed, but one doesn't. Yeah. But that one. Huh. But how's the online base for Switch? I mean, is it that? I have a Switch and I don't even play it. Yeah, there is a lot of fans for Switch. It's just not hardcore gamers. It feels like, except for like Breath of the Wild, right. and maybe Smash Brothers. So but, yeah. Why exactly did you buy four different? Is it like cases or you just no because i'm a fucking hardcore overwatch fan <laughs> yeah it's a good like, game. <laughs> i am a final fantasy 10 fan so i bought it for playstation 2 then playstation 3 xbox one and pc yeah do you have a switch yet no my uh, i was gonna say they have it for a switch now too uh, these yeah. companies must love Uh-oh. you guys oh daniel's getting a switch on the way home i didn't go buy one now <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's just revisiting a game you already love. So yeah. for a good example of that is Turok 2 came out for the Switch. Turok 1 and 2, but Turok 2 is the one that I love. And I bought that, and I'm just like playing it, and it's like the controls are way better now. But that was the a, biggest problem. If you had an it, N64 so still that you could play and, and the Turok game, would you buy it anyways? I would because, graphics. well, the graphics are the same. Everything's the same. Yeah, they exactly actually, the same? Okay. yeah, it's, just, it's a straight up port, but it's like a perfect oh. port. The reason that it's so much better on the Switch is because they fixed the control problem. Because uh, before, you had to actually look up and down with the... Remember those yellow buttons? Yeah. The C buttons? Mm. So now it's not that. It's it's a lot better. But... It, and and the only thing is I wish I had a multiplayer. But it's just about revisiting a game you already like. The sounds and everything like yeah. that. When he gets hurt and stuff, that's all the same. It's the same thing with all the other games. Well, I just realized, actually, I, I don't have to buy the Switch version of Final Fantasy because that Google thing's coming out. Stadia. Stadia. Yeah, Stadia. So I could just play... Or I'm Stadia, Stadia now. So, I'm actually, I might, because yeah. I like well, the controller. One thing to get clear, too, is Stadia is not something you could go out, and, you don't have to go out and buy Stadia. It's just like Steam. It's something you could download on your computer uh, okay. and it's like a launcher. Okay. But then, if you want to like purchase their service plans or whatever, your, their subscription plans, you get a discount, you get a lot of free games, and then, but otherwise, you're buying full price games through them, and then you can play anywhere you want. Yeah. And like, if you were to buy the Founders Pack right now, one twenty nine, uh, it comes with a controller and a, and a bunch of other. So Overwatch could be on that too, not to buy it a fifth time. Yeah. It, <laughs> or you could <laughs> just buy that instead of buying the over the Switch version. No, I'll probably buy the case, but not the game this time. I think I'm finally good. Like I said, unless they could port the accounts or whatever, you can have all your stuff. We'll play. see. Oh, I have a feeling like, we're going to be driving down to BlizzCon and he's over there. Hey, can on you drive for a minute? Yeah. You sound like Tabitha, just buying every copy of Wild Stars that she can find. She tried to keep that game alive so hard. <laughs> oh, man. Next up, the Dota 2 Championship just passed. It was held in Shanghai in the Mercedes-Benz Arena from August 20th to the 25th. OG won, making the very first time a person has repeat has a repeat win. He won last year as well. He beat Team Liquid, which Team Liquid is a juggernaut as well. Uh, in the finals for three to one, the purse for the whole event was thirty-four million dollars. Yeah. OG took fifteen million. Team Liquid getting second place got four point four, and then there was like one point three. I mean, it was it was the first like ten people all got rich today, so pretty big win. Uh, is there a game that you think you could go into the esports and have a chance at? Shetta. No. 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 <laughs> Absolutely not. The the time they put into it. So I, I watched a few things recently, and these kids. Or not kids, adults, whatever. But uh, they're spending eight, nine hours a day. Yeah. Just every day. I mean, I just don't have the time. I would love to. Well, so, back uh, then, you did have the time, right? When you were going to school. I mean, true. you technically had the time. But, but then you'd make time if you're getting made millions. But see, the problem at is, same too, time, like, yeah. right now, it's like, yeah, I could play eight, 
eight hours a day is one game, but I'd rather play other games too. So it's good, like the commitment and then like they do scrims and like pro teams are always scrimming, doing like yeah. 12 hours of scrims and then they're just doing it for fun after that. But could and you go in and play with those people right now? Oh, heck. Not even not a not chance. League. I've, I've been playing league since season one right. or end of season one. I, I know if you were to play a game with them in league, you would complain that they're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> the cheaters! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I... My problem is like I just get bored of the games. There's yeah. no way I can. I, after like playing for a certain amount of months, I I get tired and I have to take a break and play something else. And yeah. even when I was, but younger, they have. I mean, they have like it's like a school almost. There, yeah, uh, especially in Korea, I know they have an Overwatch university and stuff like that. There's a lot yeah. of schools for. And then also right now, uh, a lot of colleges are just like if you get a scholarship for football, you can get a scholarship for League of Legends, you can get a scholarship for Overwatch, and get one for now Dota. Talking shit. Yeah, I wish. I wish. Yeah, you know, that yeah. was. When I was going to school, I know I would actually would have tried. Nah, yeah. I, I see you play when you were in school. <laughs> All right, next up, this is going to be real fast. Shit, well, Suicide no. Squad adds Nathan Fillion. They have no specifics on the role yet. Uh, Nathan Fillion, though, he's from uh, Firefly and stuff like that. He's pretty awesome. He's in uh, a lot of different things. Uh, there's a new poster that came out from Netflix basically announcing there's a new movie coming up on October 11th called El Camino. It is a sequel to Breaking Bad. Hmm. So, Jonathan, you've watched Breaking cool. Bad. All right, what do you think about the sequel? It's going to be all about Jesse's story post Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. That'll be interesting because his character changed a lot during Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, so I, it, I imagine it'd probably be him trying to go back and kind of undo the damage that they've done. Yeah, it's something like that. It looks like because they did release a little trail, a little teaser, and it's this guy being interrogated, and he's like, "I'm not going to give you information." That poor Jesse, he was forced to make drugs, mm -hmm. so it could be the hunt for Jesse as well, mm -hmm. which would be kind of interesting. It's Aaron Paul re reprising his role. He's already been working with Netflix already on BoJack, mm -hmm. so uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and Breaking Bad was so hot, like everybody was really oh, yeah. into it back when it first came out. So I think this will, no matter how good this is, people are gonna watch it just to just to see what they can. Huge success. Yeah, I love Breaking Bad, but did you watch Better Call Saul? I yeah. I, I stopped about halfway through. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I stopped halfway through, but I watched Breaking Bad. Yeah, I love that show. I still gotta. I want to watch the rest of Better Call Saul. I just haven't had a chance yet. Uh, it is Vince Gilligan, the writer, producer, director that did Breaking Bad and. Better Call Saul that's doing this as well. Yes. One thing I think is a big win for them is this has the name recognition of Breaking Bad and has to have a pretty low budget. I mean, you got to get an El Camino and a camera. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's going to be kind of a cheap movie for them to make. So yeah. hopefully it's just a full win. All right, last up in quick news I want to get out there. We have the free games of for September. Uh, Xbox One, you can get Hitman to complete for a season, which is pretty good, uh, from September 1st to the 30th. And then we can get the We Were Here, also available from the 16th to October 15th. Uh, for the 360 games, you get Earth, is, Earth Defense 4 still. That's available. That's been out there for uh, before. And then you get Tekken Tag Tournament, which is a good one, too, uh, from September 16th to the 30th. And then for PlayStations, if you've made a mistake and you bought a PlayStation, you can get... <laughs> the more millions of there are. <laughs> you can get Arkham Knight, and then you, which is... I mean, these are both amazing games. I can't lie. Arkham Knight and Darksiders 3. So... I mean, those are a must own. Yeah, that Dark Souls 3 is pretty big. Yeah. yeah. For it. Yeah. All right, so that's it for our news. Next up, we're going to be talking Obi Wan Kenobi. We got a special reporter on this one. What do you think, John? What's going on with Obi Wan? So, from Disney uh, D23 Expo, they announced that uh, there's going to be an Obi Wan Kenobi series. Mm -hmm. And they have two other series The Mandalorian and one other one. That are coming out soon. Oh, like Star Wars World for Star Wars ones. Yeah, yeah. There's that's they're only, they're that's doing heard, right? 
What's that? That's the only two I've heard. Is there? Another? Yeah, they're they're doing the final season for Clone Wars. There's a few other things. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, anyways, it's gonna be starring uh, Ian McGregor again. That was in the prequels. Mm-hmm. I was pretty excited. Uh, he's, he's the one that announced I loved, and he was awesome. When, so one thing that they announced was the time frame, which actually works good with his aging over these you know years, because it's gonna be eight years after Episode Three. So we'll probably see, you know, Luke oh, will be, you know, eight years old or, you know, eight or nine. So it'll be like uh, when we saw Anakin and was it episode four. Oh, so we'll get some more Darth Vader, probably the becoming of him building an empire. Yeah, hopefully. I'm hoping it'll be more. Yeah. I, I don't actually want to see anything to do with Vader. And Anna- Vader. Well, then, yeah. Where's the conflict coming from? There's one. That's it. Well, we could explore Just a whole new world stuff. with Obi-Wan. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. as far as we know, Obi-Wan didn't get him, didn't didn't make any more contact with the Sith or Jedi afterwards. He stayed on yeah. Tatooine yeah. And, yeah. in isolation. At this time, all the Jedi's are being hunted down. Yeah. So it's best that he doesn't raise any alarms. Yeah. He needs to be thought to be dead. But could he be like fighting, like creating a resistance and fighting undercover from Tatooine? Yeah. Or communicating with other Jedi through the force on, on you know, staying on Tatooine? Or maybe he just settles down and becomes a farmer or something like that. But I don't know. Yeah, because we go from the jump of he brings the baby to his uncle and aunt, right? To, yeah. to Luke Skywalker's uncle and aunt. Yeah. And then we jump to episode four where he's old Ben yeah. and just kind of watching over Luke. Yeah. So we're going to get that gap. Yeah. So he exactly. He has people there to take care of Luke. So he doesn't really have to stay hands on. Right. He could be, you know, an undercover agent working, you know, between other people and stuff like that. So that'd be interesting to see. Is there any stories or anything like that you want to see out of that moment, out of that uh, time? Span? So I don't want to see him just be a farmer. I, I know they could get into more like emotional connection and stuff like that and make yeah. it more sentimental with him. But I'd rather see some dark like path, like not a dark path, but him being wise. And he, I mean, he obviously ages a lot in 19 years. He goes yeah. from, you know, episode three to episode four. So he gets real old. Um, but yeah, I want to see him like using the force to communicate with other Jedis and pushing um the rebellion to strengthen and you know what do you call it uh compromise the empire or something like that yeah i don't know try to be a detriment to be on them okay so uh what could he be doing one thing i would like to see is in clone wars have you seen had a chance to watch i've I've watched a few episodes but i've never sat down the first season's kind of too kiddish but then they get like deep stories right okay yeah uh but in there, he has a girlfriend, kind of, that's a Mandalorian. Like, she's the queen of the Mandalore. Man, uh, mm-hmm. Mandalore. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's all kinds of problems. And it wasn't a girlfriend he has nowadays. It was like, oh, yeah, we had this love tryst before mm-hmm. when he was younger. And so I'd like to see him go back and kind of, like, do some action there. Yeah. So maybe we could see him kind of become, like, a pirate or, like, a a knight out there, like a, like a hedge knight from Game of Thrones, basically. Somebody who's going from town to town, helping people out. Yeah. We can farm a lot of stories out of that. He could travel. I mean, he does have to keep his his identity secret that he's a Jedi because you know, they're being hunted, but I guess he could travel outside of their network or whatever. Not, not within the people that know. Him. Yeah. The outer rim is not even touched by most of the empire. Yeah. So he can do a lot of stuff out there with the pirates and stuff. And so, I've always want to see more pirates. Stuff, bounty think, hunters. Yeah. And I still, I think it would be cool to see because there's a lot like uh squeeze is saying that happened with Vader in between there that we don't know. So last we saw Anakin had left or uh, Obi-Wan had left him to die. He thought he was going to die. And sure enough, of course, he survives and has uh, robotic limbs and stuff like that. But yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see his recovery and then that that being left by his master to to die, like fueling his rage and then him growing even darker and stronger in the force. Just seeing two different stories because you could have that story. And then yeah. you're talking about how the Jedi were being hunted. 
<clears throat> go have Obi-Wan go through trying to save Jedi's, trying to get them together, but then we make us fall in love with some other Jedi's that die. Kind of yeah. like the Game of Thrones thing where you love someone, you're like, holy mm-hmm. crap, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of something like that, too. Yeah, we could really flush out a lot of characters and then show some more uh, perspective on the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one thing that they're going to show in Mandalorian they've talked about in the past, where there's going to be people who miss, because that's, that's in between the fall of the Empire and and the and the rise of the new movies, right? Mm-hmm. So we could have we are gonna have people that are like, oh no, my life is ruined because the empire's gone, because they kept law. So now all of a sudden, say you had a little shop, wherever, say Jakku, and all of a sudden, uh, the empire fell, and your little shop now is being raided by the local warlord because nobody's stopping this local warlord. He's, yeah. he's a problem. He's a gang basically, and so now you're wishing that the empire was around. And that's mm-hmm. something we don't see in any of the movies. Yeah. They did create law and order, but you know now they're gone. Is there anything you think in Cheddar that you want to see out of? So I like to see like like the struggles between the which side to pick, right? So the other Jedi's which direction they're going to go. Oh, some some of the remaining Jedi slip. So they might slip, and then the struggles of what's the right way and what's the right path to go. Yeah. Yeah, they could be seeing like, oh, this is maybe the dark side is the way to survive. Right. That's good. What if they do do a good job at like um, showing us like, man, maybe the dark side is the best side. Yeah, actually, really actually get that. us goods in both of them instead of just saying like, okay, I get what the dark side's doing, just yeah. peace with power or however you want to say it, but maybe show like a brighter side to it. Like, oh man, maybe this is right. And I think we'll get a lot more depth in the balance of the force because mm-hmm. at this point in his life is when Obi Wan Kenobi realized that oh, I was training Anakin to be the greatest new light and mm-hmm. everything, and he's like, no, uh, Yoda yeah. even tried to explain him like, if you make something really great, something really bad's gonna come. Like, yeah. it has to be balanced. So yeah. now that. Obi, or the, now that uh, Anakin's going around killing all the Jedi's, well, maybe we'll see something starts to kill a lot of the Sith, or yeah. you know, some something else is going to balance mm. it out, or there's going to be a bunch of young new Jedi's that he's going to be sending people to go reach out to and try to bring them together. Or yeah. something. That'd be awesome. I don't know. And I think, if I remember correctly, I think Qui Gon Jinn's ghost at this point and can help him out, mm, like yeah. so we can kind of get a little bit of mm. Liam Neeson action. Oh, and uh, from Clone Wars, and I think from uh, one of the other movies, from the Solo movie. Um, Darth Maul is yeah. alive oh, yeah, and has is. robotic legs, so we could easily see them cross paths again at some point. That'd be so freaking. But he's in the okay. new animated series, and I don't think that. But they would be amazing to see those two spar off again. Yeah, because so I think this is this is probably going to be before Clone Wars too. Yeah, between the two, so. well, he has robotic legs. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I because I, yeah. I seen Solo movie. Yeah, I didn't see. At it. the very end, you see him just kind of step in. But he has robotic legs. He ended up like... Oh, I yeah. didn't see that. Episode I, I one. I come in. Yeah. And then it was like... I don't, yeah, okay. The Clone Wars, they end up exploring that a lot. Um, he becomes like a, a major character in the Clone Wars. It's really quite well done. Uh, oh, that's good stuff, though. I'm yeah. down. I, one thing that we sh- should really see uh, is the fact that like not everybody in the Empire is a, a Sith. Yeah. That'd There's a lot kinda, of people that just work for the government, basically. That'd be nice yeah. to see that the Empire is actually kind of like Starfleet. Like, it's a, a structured government organization yeah. that, like you're saying, brings peace in most forms. It is also a military, though, so when they think they need to take control, they do it with force. But yeah. for the most part, they're they're structured, uh, you know, like police. Like and a, you can stop giving us characters, like you're saying. Stop giving us characters that are always so... Binary. Good or bad, evil, like oh, so mm-hmm. harsh on the dark side. Like yeah. show the yeah. good characters, yeah. be like, oh well, this is how it should be or whatnot. But so, like I'm saying, way. the balance in the force, you might see Sith lords yeah. or or Empire yeah. members who are like, man, this is really messed up. We shouldn't be doing this, and start mm-hmm. to kind of go into a gray area and or turn against the Empire to try to just let's, we got to stop this chaos and just yeah. find peace. Or just happy people that think it's right. You know, I think I was reading a Darth Vader comic book, and there was like a girl that was helping uh, Vader out to mm-hmm. get to certain places, and she was just like a go. 
lucky person that was working for the dark side like mm-hmm. give us some of those instead of someone that's so harsh or maybe like oh this is so bad like finn mm-hmm. yeah but maybe someone that's just like oh this is her job and i yeah. believe this route you know? yeah yeah, you know. and they may not agree with what management's doing. Like they like yeah, yeah. Just treat it like a normal job or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> just give us the, the office like that. Episode, <laughs> oh, in episode four, that's a good one. In episode four, we see like there's a whole council of governors and stuff like that that are like, yeah, we understand that you got magic or whatever, Vader, mm-hmm. but right now we're trying to figure out how to feed the people and yeah. you know, oh, there's a small rebellion in, in this one sector. We got to figure out how to do that, and make sure that people are happy with the choices yeah. that they're made. Yeah, exactly. And Vader's just like choke, choke, choke. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of other people that are like, yeah, but I want an election. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool to do something like that, you know. Hmm. All right. Next up, we're going to be going over to our interview uh, with Mark Verma and his new comic book game, and uh, and then we'll be right back. Next up, we're going to be talking with Mark Firma and his new comic book and Kickstarter campaign. Mark, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show, um, Frank. Um, yeah, so I'm here to talk about Grain, issue number one, which is launching on Kickstarter September 3rd. September 3rd. Excellent. Okay. And can you give us a quick little like synopsis or uh, what 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 is Grain about? Yeah, sure. So, you know, the short promotion I've been doing lately is, is saying that Grain is a sand child and his trusty bubble in a world at war. So the story takes place after World War II, and, or sorry, rather at the end of World War II, and they've just kind of arrived on Earth over the cliffs of Dover, England. Okay. And they're not quite sure why they're back, and they're just kind of randomly floating around into sort of familiar territory, trying to figure things out from there. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I had a chance to be able to review some of this, the comic book, and uh, and we'll be going in depth in that first uh, soon. But first, let's talk about you as a comic book writer and creator. So first, I want to know what did this idea come from? Where did where did you decide to like? I want to get into the to grain. Sure. Um, so initially, it was not my plan to to dive into a children's uh, comic book, mm-hmm. but uh, I had come from a previous project that I created called Eye of the Keeper. And I Have the Keeper was kind of a long story. And after a while, I realized that, you know what, I kind of should complete this at another time and focus on something that's a little smaller, a little more fun, and, and sort of quicker to release. So that's kind of where Grain came in. And, and actually, that happened by accident. I wasn't consciously thinking about what to create. I was just kind of lying in bed, and there was some dust falling off my ceiling fan, and I <laughs> thought about the word Grain. Yeah, so like Grain came about, and then I thought, you know, I'm a big fan of superhero comics and I wanted to inject that awesome superhero feel into Grain, but I didn't necessarily want it to be a full-blown superhero comic. So Grain is really a humble story about a a character that just arrives on Earth and he's surrounded by this bubble, kind of like a wet bubble Mm -hmm. you blow from one of those um, soap things. And, you know, from there, I, I kind of made it kind of cosmically powered. And although you don't really... You don't really see all that power in action just yet, but uh, you kind of know what's there and you, you're kind of curious about where this is headed. All right. Yeah. Uh, so so it just kind of came organically to you and you had already been working on comics before. Is there any other comics that you have been working on previously? Yeah. So Eye of the Keeper was the other book I did. And I, I actually released the a first issue back in 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, and I created about eight or nine other issues after that, which were available digitally on my website. But, you know, just looking at that project in hindsight, it's kind of an amateur work and where I'm currently at is much more professional, much more seasoned as a writer. 
Yeah, that's that happens with everybody. Even our podcast, the first few episodes recordings are terrible. And now we have, you know, the proper equipment and experience. You kind of get, you know, worn into it. So it's it is nice. Um what kind of what kind of other comics or comic book creators have inspired you and in your works? Um, well that's interesting because Grain is but with Grain specifically, I, I wasn't looking at anything, you know. I was actually thinking about cartoons from my childhood. So I was thinking about uh, a show called Jeremy the Bear. I don't know if you recall that, but it was a long time ago. And I haven't heard of that one before. Yeah, he was. He had like this friend who had a suitcase and with all sorts of buttons and the suitcase could turn into a helicopter or a mm-hmm. boat or something. And, you know, I was just thinking about cartoons from my childhood, which was, which was the 80s. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a ways back. But um, comic book wise, you know, I came from the 90s and in terms of being a fan of comics. So I was really interested in stuff that Todd McFarlane was doing. And oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was more inspiring my Eye of the Keeper work. But with Green, it was more animation. So, yeah, just looking at the, the animation and comics, like the Incredibles and stuff, and just kind of getting a feel for the cute sort of bubbliness of the cartoons that are created for younger kids today today yeah and it totally stands out too when you're looking at the work it really it's vibrant and it's almost like juxtaposed to the subject matter which is one thing i really liked is you have this beautiful world and bright colors and then you're dealing with deep topics like war and the aftermath definitely um uh you know i was working with roma guska who's the artist on the project and Mm -hmm. she you know you know we actually when we first started talking, we did a bit of a test to see like how the art would look. And she did all these color tests. And and actually in the beginning, it it wasn't quite working out. I was like, why aren't the colors gelling? She's such a great artist. So I kind of said to her, why don't we just do a sample, but do the colors as if, you know, you know, some digital artist came along and made it a big candy land kind of color scene. Yeah. And so kind of colored everything the way it wasn't supposed to be colored. And I was like, yep, that's what I want. (laughs) <laughs> that's perfect because you got to think you're looking at it through the perspective of a child almost this is for a so it's it's amazing as an adult you're reading and looking at this world and your perspective is skewed because you know what this is and yet from a child's point of view it's it's a whole new world it's it's quite beautiful really thank uh, you thank you yes and definitely you're right it's like I, I kind of injected that that childhood quality of perception that uh, grain has and you know i wanted i wanted to show the readers what he's seeing, not ne- not just necessarily what they're seeing, because you know there's a few things they've got to figure out as they progress in the artwork and then reading with the story, you get a sense that there's more than meets the eye with the with the art. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's go ahead and look into what it typically takes to create a comic book. So you had the idea, you you saw the dust, and you thought, I need to make grain. How did you go about that comic book process? Just real general strokes. Sure. Yeah. Like that was a huge process. And I started out with a a script and grain wasn't actually what it is right now. It was, it was more uh, undefined Mm -hmm. and it was kind of mysterious. And I wanted, I wanted people to see artwork and and see story, but you knew something cool was happening. You just didn't know where it was going yet. And then, you know, I worked with an editor in Florida uh, by the name of Rachel Sternat and she, um, you know, read my work and says, this is really great visually. You just got to hone that story and focus on that story more. So she gave me a few pointers and then I went back and rewrote. So basically, yeah, you know, rewriting the script took me about eight months back and forth. And then um, 
I finally found an artist that that would gel with me. And then that process took up to three years. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's extensive. It is long because it's, you know, it was a lot of back and forth. And um, uh, uh, sorry, Roma, she resides in the Ukraine and I'm in Canada. So everything was done remotely through my descriptions and through email. Uh, yeah, she's, she does wonderful work, too. And so what I'm wondering now is uh, we have a, I have a few pages here from the first issue. How many issues are you planning for the series? Um, it's a three issue miniseries. Yeah. OK, perfect. OK, so let's go ahead and really dig deep into this comic book. Uh, we have we have grain and there's a mystery behind it. So I know you don't want to reveal too much, but can you describe what or who grain is or is that up for the reader to discover? Um, yeah, that's mostly up for the reader to discover, but, um, you know, I can say that he is a, a, an alien of sorts, um, that has a connection to earth and he comes back in the form of a sand being. So his body is kind of like living kinetic sand. I see. Uh, And the bubble is symbiotic to grain, but it's its own character as well. So uh, when the two are together, um, you know, that's kind of like, you know, they're almost like brothers in a way, you know, and they're both childlike. So Grain's a child, you know, approximately three, four years old. I don't really divulge the actual age. So right. for the reader's side, yeah. And and Bubble kind of goes along with whatever Grain does, but you can get a sense that Bubble is a little more experienced and almost like a protector. Which makes sense. It's a, yeah, it's like a bubble protecting him. Uh the the sentience of the bubble I hadn't really thought about before, but now going back makes total sense. There's one panel in particular that was like, oh no, so close, and uh, I won't give the details to it. But basically, you see the bubble starts to open up a little bit, and you're like, oh, so close, like oh man, it's heart wrenching. <laughs> it is heartbreaking, and even when I thought to myself like this is the third page into the book, and there's yeah. already a tragedy, so I was like, oh, do I ha- should I do this? But I'm like it. It had to be done for the sake of the story. Yeah, it, it, it played out perfectly. Each panel is done so well. So to kind of give everybody an example of how this looks, um, the art style, first I want to say, is similar to uh, Saga. Have you read the Saga franchise? I haven't actually, no, but I have seen a few pages here and there, and it's definitely on my list of things I want to read in the future. The story is is wonderful story, but the, the art-wise... It is these very vibrant characters that that are just interesting to watch and look at, and and sometimes the scenes, like the setting, is is worth just taking a moment and really taking in, and that's something that we have here with these panels. So you'll have a backdrop of maybe just normal town America, and then you see um, grain flying in on different panels. But I found myself stopping and really enjoying how the houses are drawn, and you know how grains even the like the the uh trail behind him that he makes like this magical trail and like very well done and so uh yeah yeah you're very perceptive actually that's that's really great that you kind of dove into it um just to clarify so it does take place in uh over the cliffs of dover england so that's true you're right yeah it takes place in england but um yeah really it's a universal story like you know even if you didn't quite have the sense of where it was you could tell that although we tried to make it look like it was europe as best as we could that's yeah that's just that's very very poignant that is a good point there um it it does look like yeah it just i think the benefit of it is is it feels like i could be living there so you feel so attached to it and then as the story's going on that's the part that's hurting is the fact that you're attached to this place and you're seeing it from such an innocent point of view that it 
makes it hard. Yeah. yeah. And like with the colors and everything, you know, just because of, you know, cartoons and stuff, I wanted this to have an, a cartoon feel as if you're yes. watching an episode of something and, you know, you got those nice vibrant colors because, you know, it's really hard to reproduce like a cartoon feel when you've got paper and it's a static image, you know, you got to give the illusion that there's movement. But um, I think, Dari, uh, sorry, uh, Roma really surprised me when it came to the colors because even after that test page, I wasn't expecting such vibrancy in particular in particular areas. And you've got Grain's bubble and that that sort of energy trail that's behind him mm-hmm. or around around bubble. So yeah, she really brought that to life really well. Ah, that's excellent. Uh, Grain's story, the way the way he's presented is. Um, it's such a mystery that you're really almost wanting to see what's around the corner with him. And yet you're almost wanting to protect him a little bit. Like he's discovering this world. And as a viewer, you know what's going on because you see the setting. And so you're kind of like, ah, yeah, don't, don't look into that too much. Uh, and then we also have his dialogue, which I thought was very unique. Do you want to speak to how he speaks? It's, it's quite unique. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I first created Green, I didn't quite know how he was going to speak, but you know, I have a I have a three year old niece at the, mm-hmm. at, who's three right now, so she was about one, one and a half, well, actually one. Um, and it's listening to kids speak. You know, there's a lot of sort of broken English and bits and pieces, and and they they tend to refer to themselves, you know, in the in the third person. I think it is. And yeah, I thought it would be cool to have like a broken English with bits and pieces and sort of a jumble of words that. We kind of know what they make. We kind of know what they mean when you hear them, but they're not the correct word. So uh, I took some liberties with that dialogue, but I thought it worked well with Green and, and his innocence. Yeah, and, and one thing I really liked too is it conveys both emotion and there's like not a lot of adjectives almost. It's where uh, you you see that he's just explaining what his emotions are, and then he's also trying to give you the information, and he doesn't know what he's trying to give you yet. And yes, definitely. So you're kind of learning along as he goes. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's already got me enthralled and I've just read three pages and I'm already like, what's going to happen to grain. <laughs> it's fantastic. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really exciting to, to actually talk about this because I've only actually spoken about grain to my family and my close friends. So, you know, and I've, I've actually had my 12 year old niece uh, read it. So she loves it. So I think, uh, I think the kids will enjoy this. And I think that families and, and, and people of all ages will really, really enjoy this story. Yeah, the audience for this, you know, while geared towards children, I think can be pretty much everyone, right? It feels like a story that everybody can can enjoy, you know, and this is a really good example of a comic book that's not necessarily, like when people who are not familiar with the industry may think of comic books like, oh yeah, Superman, Batman, it's just superheroes. No, we can tell deep stories in this medium. We just have to, you know, shed some light on them they're just hidden away often yes definitely and I I think that's what I you know like my own sense of style when it comes to writing is I I like to kind of get sophisticated in areas I like to throw in a bit of the abstract so that you know the kids can enjoy the comic for for what they see it as but then the parents or teenagers or any age group can can dive in and sort of scrutinize and analyze to see you know deconstruct where my head was coming from right yeah all right well I can't suggest this comic book enough, guys, but let's go ahead and talk about the actual Kickstarter campaign and what we can do to help out. So, uh, Mark, why don't you go ahead and break down what your goals are out of this Kickstarter campaign you're starting up? Definitely. So uh, the actual monetary goal, the financial goal, is $3,000. And 
that money will go towards printing the um, actual comic book itself and printing the rewards. So and we've got a, a number of rewards that can be selected and in the form of art prints. Um, and we've got the comic book itself and we've got the digital reward for the comic book. And we've also got some stretch goals that will unlock, you know, something like a black and white PDF of green, which the kids can print out the color. Oh, that's a good idea. Wow, that's a really good idea. Oh, thank you. So, so, you know, we kind of put it all together and it took a while to get that Kickstarter, you know, composed and it's, it's my first Kickstarter as well. So, um, you know, with the rewards, we've got some pretty wild rewards too that are really up there for people with deep pockets. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can also become a character in issue number three and um, there's even a four page um, story that can be purchased with you as the star of that backup story for Grain. Those are creative rewards. That, that is something unique. You don't see that very often from other campaigns. It's pretty neat. Cool. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and have the link to your Kickstarter campaign in the podcast. We're going to have it in the YouTube form as well for you guys that, that watch our episodes on, the, on YouTube. Um, is there anything else you want to get out there, Mark, before we head out? Um, yeah, so the issue number one is actually complete. So when people come to this Kickstarter on September 3rd, um, they'll basically be, you know, choosing rewards and knowing that the book is done. So there's no lag time. Um, once the Kickstarter is funded, you know, I'm being positive here and assuming it will be, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, um, yeah, the book will go straight to press once, once everything's done. And then we can ship out those rewards in, um, November, December. Okay. So November, December is when you guys can expect to the, the rewards delivery. Awesome. All right, guys, that's going to be it with uh, Mark. And uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Mark, for coming on. Uh, it was fantastic talking to you. Thanks for having me on board and um, letting me, you know, talk and get creative about grain. And, and hopefully everybody uh, gets some insight into the project. Excellent. All right, guys, we'll continue on with the show. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man and him leaving the MCU. Hey guys, before we go any farther, I just wanted to hop in real quick and tell you guys about an app that we've been working with a lot. It is PodCoin, the app that pays you to listen to podcasts. That's right, PodCoin. Uh, it's really easy to do. You just download the PodCoin app off of iTunes or the Google Store or whatever else you have, and you listen to podcasts. All your favorite podcasts are there, the same RSS feed, and you get paid for listening, and you can also use those points to donate to charities. It's my favorite part. Give uh, dogs food to eat. Give orphans food to eat. Uh, every little thing. It's amazing. I'm a real big fan of the dog one, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's super easy to use. You could also find new friends and follow each other. Uh, we have all of our podcast friends from the Odd Pod Squad are there. Grief Burrito, Ronan Geek Official Podcast, For Your Reference. All of our amazing friends are there. Please give it a try, guys. We cannot suggest PodCoin enough. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we will continue with the show. All right, we're back from our interview with Mark and our little bit of a break. If you're watching the stream, you notice we stepped away for a bit to grab some beer. Okay, so next up, we're going to be talking about <laughs> Spider-Man leaving the MCU. All right, I'm sure you guys have all heard about this, Spider-Man leaving the MCU, okay? Uh, you didn't hear about this? 
Uh, yeah. Ten what minutes ago. Sony <laughs> lost the... I, yeah. I don't remember. I heard something about it. So, it'd be kind of a spoiler. About Andrew Garfield's coming back. I heard it. I forgot all the details. That was a good That was a good 30-second walk around to like, nope. Yeah. I mean, okay, so uh, basically Sony Disney had this deal where what Disney wanted was for Spider-Man to be in the MCU. So they could use him in Avengers and yeah. uh, Civil War, stuff like that. Uh, what Spider- what Sony wanted was to keep Spider-Man as their property because mm-hmm. they own the movie rights to it and make all the money in the world. Uh, so mm-hmm. essentially, they would make the movie, and then but but Marvel and Kevin Feige especially would kind of tell them what to do. They would make the movie, and then they would produce the movie under the MCU banner, and then they would make just all the money in the world. And Marvel would get about 5%. But the thing that Marvel had was they owned all the toy rights, all the yeah. merchandise rights to it. Okay, oh, yeah. so Sony thought they were going to get every penny of the movie production. Well, no, that's, that's just how the deal went. Yeah. And it was working well for both of them for a long time. Mm. Now, Disney approached them and said, look, well, this is what we want to do. We want to pay for half of the movie and then get half the rewards back. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> all the standalone Marvel movies. They feel like we're, we're offering you Kevin Feige who's basically the godfather of the MCU right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're offering you Kevin Feige, but we want to see some re- some revenue from his time coming back to us. They don't feel like it was enough. And uh, Sony was, no, that's non-negotiable, and they just walked away from the table. Mm-hmm. Says, you guys are losing Spider-Man then. And uh, that's where we're at right now, basically. Mm-hmm. Sony has walked away from the table, and Marvel went too deep, basically. And uh, we have no more Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. So do you think Spider-Man... Or Sony in general, specifically Spider-Man, has any chance of being successful without Disney and the MCU? Just his name alone should keep him successful. Spider-Man? No, I no uh, I'm with John on this because I, I think with what we've seen that Sony has done, yeah. fucking flops. Go back to the last two so. Spider-Mans. We thought what was the first one? He was okay. Tobey Maguire was okay, but they failed in the third one. Because we didn't know of anything better. Right, And then now that you've gone this far and you see the new version that what Disney can do with Spider-Man, they're going to go back and Sony's going to try to do something and it's going to be just hideous. I think we'll get Venom and Spider-Man faster because they're all both Sony. But, okay, then how's the quality of that? Because Venom fucking semi-sucked. No, yeah, it did not. It was actually oh my god, I want to save the fighting. world. And okay, cool, but whatever. But are we gonna see like a venomous venom fighting uh, yeah. Spider Man? Are we yeah. just gonna be like, oh, they should team up and fucking beat Carnage? No, I want to. Which is, I know that's it's part of the comic the works, and yeah. that's cool, but whatever. But I want to see them fight. Oh shit! I don't know what they're gonna do, Sony. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, now I'm like, I don't know. There's so many things you guys. Get I think that's yeah. actually gonna be a good movie because you got Woody Harrison. Sorry, uh, as Carnage. Yeah. So honestly, I think that movie's gonna be amazing. And you need to watch your mouth, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we get the Venom lover over here. Okay, uh, then uh, give me an all-star director. I well, guess, yeah, they're, they're, they're wanting to use <laughs> the same director that they've used for the last ones for the future Spider-Man movies. Hmm. I have his name in my list somewhere. I'll come across it. John Watts. So he's the one that directed the last movie. They want him to... He's of scheduled Marvel to, Spider-Man. Yeah, so he's scheduled to direct the next two Spider-Man movies. So if they're going to bring Venom in yeah. there, it'll be under his helm. Even if it's so under Sony. Yeah, he's so far he's no matter said, what he Spider-Man. even come out and said like I'm on board yeah. and stuff like that. The contract was a little wonky, but that he's on board with it. You know who they should get? Who's that? James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn is now mm. firmly in he's, oh, he's in right Marvel. He's back. Yeah, he's oh, he's doing okay. Guardians three. Uh, he's guiding Just, a lot of Phase he's doing four or five, squad. and he's doing yeah. Suicide Squad. The guy's got a pretty full oh, ticket. I was thinking that honestly, he would be a good good producer for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that would actually would be a very good project for him. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and go a little bit deeper into this. Sony, so 
there are two sides to blame to this. Everybody, first off, it's all corporate greed, right? If you guys yeah. were just play along, everybody get nice, we can enjoy Spider Man alongside all of our friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, you guys have to be real greedy about this. Um, and from Sony's point of view, the way this looks is like, hey, we had an arrangement already that was working well. You guys are making a lot of money on the merchandise. We're not touching any of that. We're also the one putting up all the money for the movie, and we're just reaping our reward from this. Yeah. And uh, Disney's in. They're like, look, your version of Spider Man was a flop. Amazing Spider Man with Garfield was terrible. Yeah. And so we're showing you how to make these movies. We're the one. We're the reason the last Spider Man did over a billion dollars. Yeah. And. Your property is getting all the press from being in our Avengers movie. So the Avengers movie, of course, stomped over everything. And they're saying, like, that's free advertisement for your guys' movies. You guys are making all... So they just want to be able to put up half and get half back. Mm-hmm. I think the only way this should... this If Marvel's going to do this, I think they should have offered half of the revenue from the merchandise as well. Yeah, uh, make it I fair with the movies. and per- Yeah. But it- what ratios are those? I mean, is it... Are those even in the ballpark of, you know, we're going to spend 50 million and make 100 million on the movie and then we're going to spend you know 50 and make 100 on merchandise or is it we're going to spend you know 1.2 billion and make 600 billion or 6 billion on merchandise what is you know those could be way off from each other that's a very good point maybe the merchandise isn't is way too much for that to actually not be a good deal because sony sony is is making no money off merchandise right none okay so with plans and i know we'll talk about this later on is that the marvel land is opening up in disney disneyland yeah the avengers campus yeah avengers campus from the photos that they uh, showed off at D23, there's a lot of Spider-Man in it. There is. So they can make tons of money off of Spider-Man. They still own that part of that. Spider-Man, too. Yeah. They make so much off of that. So it's like Disney being greedy, I think, is just ridiculous, even though you make tons yeah. of money anyway. Yeah. See, that's the thing, too. Is It's funny because there's so many people falling in two different camps. And it's one of those things where it's like they're both corporate greedy people yeah. at the very top. Now, there are people right below them that we all know their name, Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal. They're both amazing people. But above them, the guys that are actually doing the negotiating, they're the jerks. So they're the ones that we don't want, we don't like. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, you guys pick a team and you're really rooting for it. But the problem is it's, it's both of them fighting is the problem in mm-hmm. general. Uh, and and we just we don't need to pick a team. We need to let them fight it out and see what happens. I There's just too much money to be made on both sides for this to not work out. I think yeah. they're going to come back to the table and make this happen. We might get like one Spider-Man movie that's not in there. I think it would, wouldn't be unreasonable to say any movie that Sony wants to make with Spider-Man, their Spider-Man, that's not uh, doesn't have any other MCU characters in it, that could be that could be just a Sony movie. They make all the profit. They invest whatever they want. They, they make. They already do. So yeah. Well, but, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, but then the when they want to use a Spider-Man with other characters coming in it, like you know Avengers, but with anybody else, then yeah. that would be a 50-50 split with Disney. I think we'll definitely see a decrease in that because both Spider-Man movies have characters in it. Yeah. Now exactly. the next one we're going to see absolutely it, nothing. If Not Sony anymore, wants to yeah. build yeah. their own characters up to you know. In the Marvel movies, you build up Spider-Man to be mm-hmm. awesome. And mm-hmm. then you do a standalone movie where Spider-Man has some of his buddies. Spidey Girl comes along or something like that. Yeah. And then they're developing their own characters. But then later on, go back to Spider-Man with the, the A-team to yeah. bring him yeah. back up again. You know, kind of go back and forth. And they'll be building their own characters, make their own Spider yeah. Spideyverse or whatever. And well, Sony actually does make their own uh, Spider-Man movie. And it bombs. I'm guessing they're going to sign with... That's what, that's one thing that worries me is is so we're like well look now maybe maybe Sony knows how to do this and they even said like well thank you very I have the the press statement from from Sony we'll read that in a second but basically they're saying like thank you Kevin Feige for showing us the way mm-hmm. 
And yet, when you guys are doing your own thing, you have the Venom movie, like it or not, you have the Venom movie, okay? So that's that's there. But they're also making a Morbius movie. Nobody's asked for Morbius. They they got Jared Leto for it, who did terrible yeah. as the new Joker. Yeah. Uh, they're making like a Black Saber movie. They're they're making all these weird offshoot movies. They're trying to build their own universe mm. to have Spider Man play in. And it's like we're seeing to me, it feels like we're seeing that amazing Spider Man thing happen in the background. And then you have this perfect Spider-Man. You guys got to try to drop in that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're going to ruin Tom the, Holland. The best thing they could probably do, and probably more profitable for them anyways, just sell all rights to Spider-Man. Just sell sell them off and stop trying to chase this this uh, MCU thing that's doing so great for Disney and get in another lane. Do your own thing. Get into deep, dramatic movies or something like that. <laughs> well, so many action those movies, too, but don't 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 try to 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 compete with the big dog that's already doing really good. I would though. Just I go wouldn't ahead and give sell them off. I, would, I, would, well, I wouldn't give them up. I'd fight it. <laughs> so so well yeah there's no reason to give it up for sony's because every every spider-man movie okay so even the venom movie did like 700 and 900 thousand dollars yeah so every spider-man movie that, million, that, no i'm sorry million sorry I was gonna million. Say, damn, every spider-man <laughs> movie that comes out is a juggernaut for sony even the crappy ones and it yeah. pays for all their other projects because they do have a lot of other projects out there but i mean if disney's not willing to negotiate anymore they still right. own spider-man there's no reason for they're the ones with all the cards right now. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Disney's wanting more, but really Sony owns all the cards. There's no reason for them to negotiate if they don't want to. Yeah. We would benefit from Disney owning we the rights would. to the movie. We would, yeah. But yeah. I, like your idea, I like your idea, though, with it. Okay, if you want more money from our movies, then we want some money from your merchandise. Yeah, there yeah. should be yeah. some sort of a split there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just worried with Sony owning it, what they're going to do with it. They're gonna, I think they're going to exploit him real fast. Because we've seen before, they they jump the gun and they add like a bunch of superhero super villains in one movie, and then you're starting to set up the Sinister Six and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You guys go too fast. Mm-hmm. When you got Marvel, it'll be like, "Hey, this one's gonna be all about Mysterio," and like, who would have thought that Mysterio would have been a good choice? And yet here he is. You know, it, Mysterio ended up being a good choice. Yeah. All right. Um. So, my quite well. Let me read my the Sony thing. Much of today's news about Spider Man has been mischaracterized. Recent discussion about Kevin Feige's involvement in the franchise. We are disappointed, but respect Disney's decision not to have him continue as a lead producer of our next live-action Spider-Man film. We hope this might change in the future, but understand that the many new responsibilities that Disney has given him, including all their newly added Marvel properties, do not allow time for him to work on IP they do not own. Kevin is terrific, and we are grateful for his help and guidance, and appreciate the path he has helped us help put us on which we will continue okay so you can kind of feel the spin on that sony's trying to say like well disney's got kevin so busy you know so he can't help us out they're they're trying they're trying to make it sound like nothing's going to change business is going to keep going in the same direction it's going yeah we're you know sad to see him go but everything's gonna expect the same spider-man next is what they're trying to make it sound like yeah even though we we all can Assume it's not going to have the same feel. It's not going to be the same thing. And I like the idea that it's like, oh, you know, Kevin's just, he's just a busy guy. Yeah. They, they, they gave him too much over there. So we can't, we can't, we don't blame them. Do you think they're going to use Tom Holland? Tom yeah, Holland already after, says he's on board. He yeah. signed up. Oh, and he's, okay. Because yeah. I know he unfriended Sony on Twitter. Yeah. Well, he was upset. <laughs> that, that's getting, why I was like, uh, how unfriend Marvel at the same time, though? Well, I think, I think, I mean, come on now. I think for him, because he, I mean, yes, Sony made the movie, but it was a bunch of Marvel people around him. So I think he was embraced by Marvel. He yeah. felt the MCU love. And now he feels like he's alone. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're not alone, dude. You're still loved by all of us. It's just your movie will be far different. Yeah. But one thing is, too, like if you're with the Marvel uh, production, you get to meet all these famous people like Robert Downey Jr. 
Tom uh, Holland or Tom Hardy's a nice guy. I was going to say, like, <laughs> yeah. damn, Tom Hardy's right there. I mean, like, yeah. No, I'd rather meet him than half the cast. And then you're going to get um, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, I just mean, those two guys would uh, probably obliterate my who I want to meet on the Marvel side. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you're saying. You're not surrounded by that talent. The yeah. Ten yeah. years of and talent then, yeah. that Marvel you have to learn from them too, with, especially yeah. with those big movies like you're saying. And plus, he's so young, yeah. and he is talented, especially yeah. for making the Spider-Man movie. That he's not gonna get that that experience yeah. from them, which kind of sucks for him. But whatever makes them more money, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, he deserves so, it. So the last two questions I got for you guys. Uh, first one, we'll go with this one. Uh, how will Spider-Man go forward without being able to reference Tony Stark, the glasses he has from Tony, any being an Avenger, uh, going going to space? How will Spider-Man go forward, John? Lead us yeah. on this. Well, I'm hoping they they dig in roots. They they need to develop his character as an individual more because so far we saw in the last movie he's leaning a lot on Tony Stark and yeah. his experience with the uh, MCU. But if they dig deeper into his character and who he really is, which is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and develop the city as a character and his friends and stuff like that, I think we'll be able to kind of forget about the rest of Marvel and everybody else he's supposed to be on. Because we already like Tom Holland and his yeah. his character that he is, this, you know Spider-Man that he plays. So I think it's just a matter of getting back to the roots of what Spider-Man is and just developing him more. Yeah. So yeah, he... but so the way they they ended the the new Spider-Man movie, like, do they continue it and then go straight Venom, and then what what do they do? Because I'm down for them to start going to Venom, but are they gonna continue the story? Because that's gotta kind of yeah. You can't touch anything with Tony. Yeah. Stark. That, see, yeah. that's Happy well, can't help him out anymore. Well, I Tony think Stark, he... none of that. In the last one, then he died. Well, yeah, he's uh, dead. But I'm saying, Spider-Man, so. but, but, and, that, and that that movie had the closure. Have you seen, that he hold on, real quick. Have you seen Far From Home? The new no, Spider-Man. No, but I know okay. what happened. There's a uh, lot of Tony Stark in that movie, though. Yeah, there's a lot of Spider-Man in that movie. But, or, uh, Iron Man. Oh, a uh, lot he, of he is dead. To him. You know, but but he, I mean, he's on every billboard. The whole story is about him. Oh yeah, you can't loss. technically have him. I was like, yeah. can't you have him on a billboard? Yeah, like, no, you can't even do that. You have to straight ditch him, grow up. He's gonna be older. And he, I would still keep the technology thing going because ultimately mm-hmm. that's what he does in the comic books, like the yeah. newer ones nowadays. Yeah. There's no reference to um, Tony Stark in those comic books. You know what would be good yeah. too is is the next stage in his life, he's going to college. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to stay in high school for the rest of his life. This was yeah, a high school yeah. thing. It, if you skip yeah. forward two years, he's in college and now he's in a different setting. Still, it could be in the same city or a different city, but like yeah. now, now facing then, different struggles. I feel like you're leaning towards more of a classic Spider-Man still though. Without yeah. the technology, yeah, because well, you're talking the, about the neighborhood the cool, and establishing but, all that stuff. But see, you, I'm thinking like more like, yeah, I'm thinking more like he's the new Tony Stark, even though you can't reference it. Yeah, anymore, so yeah. but the, he can still have tech, his own building though. In the last movie, the tech was his connection with Tony. I well, mean, now yeah, he can still have the tech. Do that though. You have the, the tech without Tony. That's yeah, all. Yeah, just Straight don't up. rely on the tech. Yeah, but he he was tech. He was high tech before he met Tony too. He's built the web slingers himself. So go back to that. Have a. Older yeah, male role model. Get rid of the whole suit thing, like no, because like in the comic books and the newer ones now, that he is basically Tony Stark without Tony Stark. Yeah, he's, he, the, he's, new, the, he's the one that's the technological and financial the, backer yeah. of the Avengers, mm. vehicles he's and everything. Spider-Man. So yeah. I'd keep going with that. Yeah, Shit. show him, show him starting his own organization too, his own <coughs> big corporation. Or keep it light, like I feel like how you're going with yeah. just the neighborhood stuff. I, Bring in the Sinister yeah. Six, Sinister, Sinister Six, and then do some you know little technology stuff. Or what we haven't ever talked about would be kind of cool too is just still have a lot of the comic book feel, but don't bring in a comic book villain. Make a new villain out of scratch. Just that's tough. It's it's, really it's, tough, it's yeah. risky, but yeah. I mean, you have a good character. If if 
if the director wants to make a name for himself and do a decent job, then honestly, I, don't know, I think they should have gone back to the Tobey Maguire ways of he had the spider webs in him, not not the whole mechanical thing. I didn't like but that. If, that if they would yeah. change the it's very actor. rare though that story uh, although yeah, i like I know, it better it's very rare I, I liked it better people like this tom holland spider-man and he's a more of a tech guy and less of a you know down home yeah you know all natural yeah. kind of guy that saying. was that guy was smart sure like witty or whatever but he wasn't a tech savvy like yeah like tom holland is the 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 next villain i could i gotta put all my money on it is craven the hunter He's such a phenomenal villain. He's 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 one of the best storylines out there. The last yeah. one, um, they, they'll they'll probably go Craven, and so I think they're, I think we'll we'll kind of end on this, or we'll go a little bit further. But but just my final point is, um, I think what we'll see is they'll you'll use this part where Spider Man's unmasked. Mm-hmm. We'll use that to kind of like maybe he'll go incognito for a while and go under. Maybe he'll be hidden for a bit, yeah. and then he'll be like needed, and then they'll pull him out or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. he'll. That way, it'll be like I need to go into hiding, and then that's a good way to kind of separate him from the Avengers, hmm. like that's, they did with Iron, like Ant Man and Hawkeye were gone from the first Avengers or Infinity War because of that. You know, yeah. like they're like, oh yeah, they're in hiding, so you can kind of do the same thing. Yeah. yeah, but then, so another thing is like, if Sony makes their own movie, it bombs. They'd say, you know what? Forget it. We'll we'll take the contract with Disney. So what's Disney going to plan on doing? Like, because <clears throat> you got two different stories. That's you know? the next thing. So yeah, what will Disney do now that they can't use Spider Man, and yet they've referenced him so many times? We basically, if we see Happy again in any MCU movie, how is he not going to mention the kid he's been well, watching? Well, I'm over? not even talking about that. I'm talking about if they later on, like after Sony Ray made their own Spider Man. Would you watch that movie then, the Sony one? No, you're saying? more like, what if they decide, you know what? Forget it. Let's go to Marvel. Let's sign a contract. Marvel gets rights to Spider-Man. But let's make another movie. So now you have, you ended it with Marvel and then there's a totally different story. Yeah. How would they like connect it? Like how are they planning on doing you it? Yeah, we don't know it. what the stories they are yet, but there'll be right away to bridge it together. Yeah. They, they can do all kinds yeah. of different stuff. Or, or watch it. Yeah, well, say, fuck it, this yeah. one didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll, they're, they right now they have Doctor Strange and the mad, uh, Multiverse Madness. They'll yeah. just multiverse this thing. Yeah. Oh, classic comic book movie. <clears throat> like, oh yeah, that was another multiverse. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, everybody died in that one. We're good. Yeah. When he came or back time from, travel. When he came back from space, he came to the wrong verse. Yeah, but for yeah. comic books, I can see go way that. Back like but that. like, yeah. for live action movies, I can't see like this. Forget about it. Uh, I can't there has to be something that'll connect the two, right? Yeah. That's what you're saying. They have yeah, to find a way to connect it. Like they're okay. gonna have to connect it. If they Sony makes their own movie, and then they decide, you know what? We did horrible, like we always do. Let's go back to Marvel. <laughs> they were all scrolls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like they better. That is a it. really good way to fix yeah. this problem. <laughs> all right. So, is there anything else you guys want to get out there on this uh, MCU thing and, and Spider-Man? Yeah, get uh, your shit together. Did you? Uh, Guys, see the whole Red Guardian. We're gonna get to the D twenty three announcement. Oh, you were ready to just. I'm like excited explode. about it. Okay, that. okay. Let me do this okay. one last thing. I just want to give Go a ahead. quick. The people to like in this is Kevin Feige. He's the leader of basically Marvel projects at the MCU and Disney. He's not the one that negotiated. He's the one that leads the front. So he's a really good guy. Amy Pascal. She worked with him back in the old days, and she's the leader of the Spider Man verse, Spider Verse over at Sony. She's a great person, not a negotiator. And then of course Tom Holland, who's just trying to keep his job and do his work. So. Give those guys likes and stuff like that and, and really kind of follow up on them. They're good people. It's the big corporate guys that we should be mad at. Don't hate Kevin Feige. He's not the one responsible for this. Let's move 
move on to our next subject, guys. D23, and I hear there's something about the Red Guardian. I don't know what you're <laughs> Who talking is about. that? I don't oh. even know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. So let's get the news out of the way for Red Guardian. Why don't you give us some uh, drops on this? Daniel, this is the time you can talk. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the whole time. <laughs> I don't even know what day it was announced, but it was. Yeah, it, he's. It wasn't. It was announced during D twenty three. I think it was the first uh, day. It was okay. Yeah. Well, Red Guardian got announced. It's gonna be a live yeah. action, and they announced that it's gonna be uh, David Harbor. Yep. From Stranger Things, which mm-hmm. he did a great job. He's um, the sheriff. I love that guy. Yeah, they posted yeah. a a poster, mm-hmm. and it looks pretty good, but. I didn't understand. Is he gonna be in a Black Widow movie? Is he coming into the? He's a black. Yeah, he's yeah, a black character Widow. in the Black Widow. I thought he was a character to. Oh wait. Yeah, no, he's in the know. Black Widow movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in Black Widow movie. Yeah. In the poster, he's on the right hand side. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Hooper from the uh, from Stranger Things Hopper. is gonna be in the Hopper. MCU. Hopper, Hopper I mean, yeah. from the MCU. They're gonna be in the MCU. Yeah, so I was pretty excited, excited about that. Did you end up watching his Hellboy? Hellboy, yeah. Was uh, it any good? I'm gonna wait for it to go on. So it's okay. Is it okay? That's okay. Not really. Uh, my thing is like, if you're gonna change the actor, it always ruins the movie. Especially you know that uh, they just changed the actor. I'm not gonna really like it. Yeah, that's how I am. So it's okay. I don't know. Yeah. I like this. I like the image of Hellboy better in this new really? one than I do in the more old like one, a yeah. demon, like more yeah. demon. Yeah, said to comic bookish. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Black Panther two. We have a confirmation that it's gonna be coming May 2020. 2022, sorry. Uh, Black Panther 2. I can't wait for this. So far away. I know. Well, we have so many other movies. You said and 2022? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Damn. I Two think his villain, away. and one of the reasons they want to push it back so much, I think his villain's going to be Namor. And they don't want that to be too aquaman So they want to, uh, like, space it out a little bit more. Uh, what do you think, think about... I don't think space is going to do it for you, but okay. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you, I know Squeaks, you know, you're familiar with Namor, right? Yeah, a little bit. What about the rest? You know what Namor is? No. Yeah. So he's basically, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. He is the Aquaman of yeah, the MCU yeah. or the Marvel Marvel. Uh, he is generally usually a villain of the Black, of Black Panther, but he's also a hero, too. It's just because you got to think Black Panther controls this huge. He's a king of his own country. And then right in the ocean, you have the king of the ocean. And they're always warring with each other. Oh, okay. He's a really cool character. He's one of my favorites on the old Marvel Alliance games. Say really? Oh, yeah. yeah, he was really good in the old Marvel games. Um, is there any other villains you guys would want to see fight up against Black Panther in this Black Panther 2? I'm going with you, John. Nah, not that I could. Not off the top of my head. I don't know. Yeah. Pulling a rabbit out of the hat, I would like to see. Uh, um, cr- what'd you call him? Uh, Craven. Craven. Yeah. 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 But we know that by now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I that's why I was like, if it do some magic trick and that happened, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I would want to see? Uh, static shock come in because I know in the <laughs> the, the TV show, what Black Panther fuck? was in it. <laughs> static shock's DC. But they had a Black Panther. Is is Static Shock not DC? Google, you want to double check that? Yeah. Okay. that? They had a black hand. This is the second yeah. time had, in this or, episode. Am I thinking something different? <laughs> no, no. In Static Shock, I remember there was a Black Panther. But it could be a different character then. Uh, big Google says DC. Static Shock. DC. Okay. Oh, wait. All right. So, Static Shock for this, getting a second shout out in this podcast. That's pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for him. Okay, we're getting a. While well, you guys are, everybody's googling right now. Uh, next up, we're gonna um, see She-Hulk getting her own series on the Disney Plus streaming service. 
Uh, this will have Hulk come in to introduce her. Bruce Banner will be uh, introducing her into the role. Um, actor, the actor from the movies. Hulk? Yeah, so we're actually oh, going to have Bruce Banner. Yeah, so it'll be uh, same. Yeah, same is he going to be stuck Buffalo. as a Green Hulk still? Right. I think so. Okay. I think that's yeah. Okay. See, there was a Black Panther. I'm sorry, I had to cut that. The <laughs> there show was. The, show me. There this. was a Black Panther. Black Panther, right here. Boom. Black Panther. Uh, okay. Black Panther. This looks like it's a flea market version of Black Panther. <laughs> no, see, that's okay, civil Panther. rights activist Black Panther. Just oh, that maybe yeah, but the organization. <laughs> there was a Black Panther. All right, yeah, I, all right, I believe you. I believe, I believe you. that. Yeah. In the eighties, it was something different. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, we're getting. <laughs> well, the comics don't bring your fucking too. static thing again. Oh god, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I think they should make a good static shock. They they could. They could. They could. They are making a static shock. It's just coming yeah, to the DC be universe. A tween movie. I know. Will be of course. So a show. Can Disney buy DC already? No, please don't. Please don't. Please oh, don't. Fuck or somebody, Monopoly. somebody that oh, knows yeah. what they're Shit. doing. That'd be tight. Oh, they you know, own the world. I, yeah. So I can have Disney Plus, and I'd be like, okay, let me watch them. Who do we have that's good competition with Disney for making top <clears throat> top quality movies? Like Sony. You didn't hear about this awesome Spider-Man yeah, no, no, working on? Sony's <laughs> terrible. Man, if they could, could we produce for? as much as Disney, DreamWorks, because I love their Shreks. So, Kung Fu Pandas, they're yeah. good. And they actually have blood from Disney. Like, they actually have Disney Studio uh, 4. Mm. Like, like the original guys that made DreamWorks came from Disney. So, I mean, they, they have that kind of quality behind them. I just who, love, who you get the little adults kind of jokes in there. Like, it yeah. overlooks the kids. But as adults, we watch them. We're like, oh, that's funny. What a new Shrek. DreamWorks yeah. was uh, yeah. Robots, right? That movie, Robots? They did do Robots, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was a good movie. That's a deep cut. Do you feel a deep cut today? Those, yeah. Those Static are, Shock um, and Robots. Got to train of dragons. Movie. I don't really watch them, but there's so many uh, of them I now. When first, I do catch them, they're really uh, good. I, they're I, good. I, I, it's they're one of those things where like, oh, yeah, the new one's out on Netflix now. Because they go to the theater. The brand brand new one? I actually think it is actually, oh, but wow. then when I do see it, I'm like, "That's a freaking good movie." Yeah, because movie. there's like four of them or something, right? I think there, think there's three, three but there might be four. There's a TV okay. show too and stuff like that. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, DreamWorks is Shrek too, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Kung Fu Panda's having Kung their Panda. series on Amazon Prime. I yeah. think it's on Amazon. Is or it? Or oh, I, I, know, I know no, Netflix Amazon. has it too. Netflix. Maybe yeah, they have a TV series. Maybe if DreamWorks partners with Amazon and those two together take on DC to make a. A whole new, well, just two big like, like a Shrek series. That'd be tight. Oh my god, yeah. with the conference. Yeah. Holy, but I mean damn. to take DC and, and rival Marvel with it is yeah. what I'm hoping. I'm so glad we're focused on all the Disney news. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to just fight it. Now. Yeah, we're gonna take Disney down. <laughs> all right, uh, next up, so we have the She-Hulk coming out. All right. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Game of Thrones director Matt Shakam. Uh, he will be helming the WandaVision show, and he says that Thor and Ant Man will be on the show at some point. So they're going to be visiting on the show. Wallace, Next yeah. up, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be bringing back... Um, that's a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Swiss Soldier Man. will bring back Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter. Uh, Wyatt Russell is set to play John Walker, a.k.a. the U.S. Agent. Now, that is who I thought you were first talking about when you were talking about <laughs> Red Guard the whole time. U.S. Agent coming around is pretty cool. Um, next up, we have... Sounds boring, Taff. Sounds I, I promise you'll yeah. love him. I know your style. You're going to like that guy. He's cool. Honestly, I can't wait to watch Mouse Hunt. We're talking Mouse Hunt. Okay. Oh, God. You're so not focused today. You know that? You are a distraction, my friend. Uh, next up, we're talking Moon Knight. Now, talk about this character. Okay. Moon Knight gets announced, and all real comic book fans out there, like the ones that know about the comic book stuff like that, it's freaking out. And everybody else is like, wait, what's Moon Knight? Moon Knight, when, when you hear like, oh, Iron Man is uh, Marvel's Batman, right? Mm -hmm. No. Iron Man is Marvel's Bruce Wayne. But this dude is their Batman. Like the way he fights, and he has split personality, and uh, he's just an Egyptian background. He's super freaking cool. He's more like a Wolverine. 
like he's, in the he's hardcore like Batman. He actually looks kind of like Batman. You've seen images yeah. of Moon Knight, right? Yeah. Have you? Do you know of Moon Knight? Do you know about him? Uh, very little. I think if you were to compare, he almost looks like a, a twisted Robin, a modern Robin with the cape and all. Yeah, with the, with the hood over him. I hope they, do they the don't have games. his actual moon on the chest because to me that seems dorky. But then again, mm, the, yeah. the the Batman looks good too. So I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, we are getting a Moon Knight. I think that I'm telling you guys, I think this will be like uh, a. I think this is going to be our like uh, replacement for Daredevil, like that level of a show. You know what I'm saying? Like really good street fighting. And the whole time he's fighting this like split personality he has. Who's making the show though? Marvel. It's oh, okay. it's the same team. Yeah. yeah. It's not a what Channel 13 or 31. Or... No, no, no. no. This, on their this, is tween drama. this is Disney uh, Plus. Um, yeah, Disney Plus. Gotcha. It'd be cool to see him because I know he's like a part of the Marvel Knights with uh, Punisher, Blade, or something else. That exactly. They throw in there in the series. They probably won't, but but it's cool. it's a good way to kind of get that yeah. that new set or at of least tie in references. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we got that a lot in the Daredevil. We were like, oh yeah, this got wrecked after the, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then some guy with a hammer kind of thing. So they had those references in there. Are we getting a Steel movie again? Did you say that? No. That, I think that would go good. I think he would play good with uh, Daredevil. We're, we're getting insane. Where's the Steel no, no, no. coming from? Steel? Remember the <laughs> Which movie? is also DC, yeah. yeah. But wouldn't that be good, with, wouldn't that be good to, to play into the new Daredevil series? <clears throat> yeah, but it's that's DC. <laughs> yeah. Daredevil's Marvel. Oh. <laughs> well, nobody knows about it. Sell it real quick when no one's looking. Oh, my God. You guys are going. Disney, just buy DC already. We know it's coming. Don't do that. Please don't do that. You could buy so. No, we got to get with the Amazon. Uh, Amazon's DreamWorks thing. Bring back Amazon's making Lord of the Rings. That's what they need to do. Oh, God. oh Amazon's making the Lord of the Rings uh, TV show. Yeah. They're also making a new Lord of the Rings game. Did we talk yeah. about that no, already? No, we have in the past, yeah. Oh, it's okay. an MMO. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah. A free MMO. Sure talk about yeah. this, free to play. So. Okay. Might have been one of your add-ons. Can't wait, uh, Next up, we have some footage of a What If. So What If is going to be there. Uh, I'm really excited about these. I have one on the wall right there. Um, where every episode is... Yeah. They don't see it on this camera. <laughs> Every episode's a whole new story. It's a what if. So that one, that what if is what <laughs> if Punisher <and> kills. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm <laughs> looking at the thing that's hanging. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's you sound I have too? so yeah, much like, editing to do. What <laughs> is <unreal>. that? <laughs> don't, don't bother, John. I'll hang it up later on. Keep, we'll keep <laughs> oh my God. Thanks. Put it behind this. Um, okay, so. <laughs> and we're going to go again. So oh, what? Mike, Mike totally blocks it. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> you gotta keep this all. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. edit it out. This, the, the video recording will have it all. It's gonna be funny when you edit it. You just, Daniel is not even gonna be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's in the credits. I don't I understand. I talked at this moment. <laughs> okay, so what if is their series where they they explore like alternate universes or alternate ideas? So the one that they showed off here was what if Peggy Carter became Captain America? So mm-hmm. basically, Captain America's girlfriend originally. What if she became Captain America? Like, uh, we're going through the machine and getting that process and got buff. Oh, okay, and okay. she became new Captain America. And we see all kinds of other uh, what ifs as well. You could kind of do whatever. What if instead of Bruce Banner becoming Hulk, uh, he decides to make an Iron Man suit and then he becomes new Iron Man. So you have a Bruce Banner version of Iron Man, stuff like that. Uh, and so, yeah, but they, they gave us a little bit of Peggy Carter, Captain America, which is pretty cool and some more stuff. But yeah, those are the main ones. Uh, we hear that uh, Kate Heron is going to be directing the Loki series. Oh, hold really on. Cool. Can we go back a little bit? On of course. What if? Okay. So I think we want to talk about this before, but we should do it again. If you had to make up any what if, what would it be? I want to hear I think it. we did mention this before. Um, yeah, within Marvel? Let's bring it again. Within yeah. The, yeah, let's go within the MCU yeah, to kind of help things out. Yeah. All right, Squeak, since you have an idea, go for it. Okay, I think so. <laughs> Super crazy. I wonder if the Green Goblin was uh, switching roles with Iron Man and had his own corporation because mm-hmm. he's hell smart too yeah. and yeah. they did everything and that way. So Norman Osborn, right? twisted. Yeah. 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 That'd be pretty cool. So like if that. he didn't get killed off and he kept growing in his, his company yeah. and was trying to do good instead yeah. of evil. 
No, I want him to do all evil still. So what's the difference Ooh, between him like and Iron Man? like a Star Man? Wars. Well, what's the difference between him and Iron Man then? With Iron Man's not evil though. No, I know. But yeah. you're saying stay evil. Yeah. Keep growing in your tech company. Yeah. He has a tech company. Yeah. And he's evil. Yeah. So we see that already. With who? With Green Goblin. Oh, yeah. But I want I him dies, to have a team. But... Switch the Sinister Six as the Avengers. But be as uh, bad. Yeah, so that'd be good. The Green Goblin and be the evil ruler Iron of the... Man. Yeah. Yeah. It leads a new... Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Avengers of bad yeah, guys. Yeah. I wasn't thinking that far until you started questioning me. The what if <laughs> I want is what if Ultron worked as expected and it becomes... A totalitarian system to where um apple <laughs> no <laughs> where all of a sudden you have uh iron man has ultron and all these other uh, robots basically controlling everything but they're so good at it that it becomes like this oppressive state where you're all under iron man machines Damn. and it's like yeah we're at peace but you also have to be a bed at mm. seven o'clock like mm. it's like stuff like that so yeah. it's like there the, is a, a, a story before there was something like that sounds like the x-men future where the sentinels took over basically but <laughs> iron man's running them and he's like this is for good trust the fuck me are you questioning all of our ideas <laughs> we got a lot of heat in this episode we got static shock over here and we got this guy thinking that steel's in the marvel oh universe God, cool. what, what would you do john uh, replace Iron Man with steel, <laughs> homemade, forged. Or I have very bad news for you about who's in the fucking Marvel universe. Okay, Daniel, yeah. what would yours be? I, I don't even want to say anything. <laughs> okay. Static shock. Static shock. <laughs> what if they added static shock? <laughs> oh, oh my man. god. Who's uh, mine? <laughs> Not even know. Okay. Uh, this next line of my thing is about the Black Widow poster, but we talked about that because nice. Dano couldn't, couldn't wait. wait. Um, and then we have a, a, the trailer for the new Star Wars. It looks pretty good. I think it was, mm-hmm. we had the Mandalorian trailer and the movie trailer. You liked it? I, I thought it was okay. okay. Uh, I hated her new lightsaber. Like we see a, Is that Ray? We see, yeah, or Darth Ray basically. Okay. And her fancy lightsaber with the with the new Home Depot hinge. If she, yeah. If she is going... If that's her, and I'm sure it's not because they just want to trick us out. They, yeah. I don't think they would really show us if she was going to the dark side. If that was really her on the dark side, why the fuck would you show us that? I, I think it's just going to be a vision. I think it's like, oh, yeah. go into the tree in Dagobah and see, you know, yeah. you know it's your inner self as an evil person. Yeah. I didn't know there was actually trailers. Yeah, I'll post them on our website so you can check oh, them out. Okay. <clears throat> Did it yeah. come out when I was doing clean out or something? Yeah, it was. Oh, You've okay. been, this, your schedule this week has been pretty insane. But yeah, there's been all kinds of cool trailers. Uh, that's been the one that kind of bite the new bit the news though is the fact that they had this like evil version of Ray. Did her lightsaber have a big crook on one end? No, it was like literally two lightsabers side by side, and then she like did like this like one arm little jerk, and then the lightsaber swung around and became Darth Maul lightsaber. Oh, I see. I see. It looks so cheap to me. Yeah, that seems janky. I'm not a big just, fan of it. Probably she probably take took it from like Darth somebody. Maul. But she has to have taken two sabers and then be like, I want to attach these. And I'm going to take that hinge off that screen door. And, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> and my new lightsaber is working. My thing with seeing these trailers, though, it's pissing me off. And I brought it up to you, uh, too, is that we're seeing more new characters. We don't need more new characters. We need to yeah, wrap up the characters that we yeah. don't know fully everything about. Yeah. How the F, if they followed it right, mm-hmm. like the second movie, we found out Darth Vader was Luke's dad, right? Yeah. We don't know shit still. And we're going to try to wrap it up with all these extra people, too. The on biggest top of problem it. is that we change directors halfway through. So the director yeah. changed too much in the middle. And then we hear time and time again, JJ's almost trying to fix the second movie with the third movie, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, well, then you need a fourth movie. Don't do that, though. Yeah, yeah. But you're, you're, you're trying to correct too much. And then we're going to get like, oh, but Snoke's not really dead. And. Uh, Phasma's not really dead. Fuck. We'll get that kind of stuff. We already know. So one of the other big things we know, the Emperor's, we, we had a poster from D23 Dude, why, too. Why is he alive? The Emperor's in this. Why? In the extended universe, the Emperor does like get resurrected, whatever, like through a cloning program. So they could do a cloning program thing. 
Or it could just be that she's she's hearing his because there is Jedi ghost, so it could be just that she's feeling his presence. That he's you know I'm down for that more. We could find out that Ray was a clone of the Empire of the Emperor. You know what we need? That'd be more like movies, (laughs) (laughs) like fucking slap us on the face. (laughs) (laughs) They need to make more movies like Rogue One and stuff like that. The one-offs that were pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I liked Rogue One. I liked the solo movie. I really enjoyed it. I want a military. Stormtrooper movie, yeah. Like let's follow the bad guys for a while yeah. and yeah. act like you know, like we, we thought we were doing good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah we talked about it before. Yeah, yeah. like make like, rebels look like bad. Rogue movie. Yeah. One, they already had started attacking, correct? Uh, yeah, Rogue, Rogue yeah. One, yeah, was. It'd be kind of cool if they do like something the even before they like planned on attacking and. Well, we're getting a lot of that in the animated series. The animated series are a great source of content. If you ever want to like see some of the yeah, stories, get that for it. me on a discounted price. I would watch gotcha. them. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the USB flash drive discount. Gotcha. <laughs> like I would that. appreciate that because I tried looking into buying them. And no, like, we, oh, we can be open shit. about it. It's not like this is getting streamed to everybody right now <laughs> and, and recorded on a podcast. And I'm not going to edit out. <laughs> yeah, you never got me the copies of those uh, John Wick movies, by the way. Okay, I'll get you those too. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, don't do this at home. Don't do this at home. Don't go to the websites. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the Mandalorian trailer. Did you get a chance to watch the Mandalorian I trailer? Did. Freaking insane! I'm so good. excited for yeah, this. Yeah, looks good actually. They have a really good cast. Did you end up watching the Mandalorian trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about the Mandalorian? Are you guys looking forward to the most? Squeaks, you go first. Um, maybe just the um, gringy, cringy side of um, the Star Wars universe. Gritty? Are you saying no. gritty? Yeah, gritty. Yeah. Is that kind of what I'm going for? Cringy is more like. Gritty yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. Gritty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, everything we see from Star Wars is usually usually like polished, and this is yeah. made to be like the future of space and high tech, and yeah. the uh, Empire has you know trillions of dollars to put mm-hmm. into every project they have, mm-hmm. so they can build a Death Star. Yeah. But it's not. Sorry, always... I just love that they're on the U.S. dollar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trillions of pounds of credits, yeah, credits. gold, yeah. gold place latinum, gold, gold <laughs> press latinum. Federation guide. But, uh, uh, but yeah, like you're saying, like yeah. it'll be the resistance or other other uh, cultures that, yeah. that don't have that and they're trying yeah. to find ways to be able to compete in that same level yeah or so. just the low low of there's no size there's just one guy doing his thing mm-hmm. but like a western mm-hmm. that'd be kind of cool that's western. what i'm wanting yeah and it looks like because a lot of these shots are these wide uh, desert shots with him walking or like the one where he's in the sun they're all classic old school western shots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think we're getting a western in space and i'm yeah, very very excited yeah. for that yeah so that'd be really cool. That's kind of what we have with Firefly, which is one of the best shows that got canceled way too soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it'd be really cool. Are they, they going to have the jetpacks in it too? That, like, oh yeah, like the jet jump? One? I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. One, one yeah. of them had it, one didn't, right? Of Boba and Django? Uh, it looks like they will have jet troopers. I'm seeing her here. Hmm. They're probably jet That's troopers. Cool. Uh, we also have first photos for Cruella. They're doing like a new 101 Dalmatians. Sweet. How oh. do you feel about Emma Watson? She doesn't. Yeah. I think. I'm, she or not Emma good. Watson. Sorry, Emma Stone. Yeah, I'm yeah, not a big good. fan of uh, bringing Cruella back. I'm kind of tired of these live-action Disney movies, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, me Honestly, too. they already made the 101 Dalmatians. Why are they going to bring back Yeah, with Glenn Close back yeah. Not that they just, care about our comments and social media, but a lot of people are just talking shit like, stop making them. Yeah, like, Just remake the them. good ones. Like, like I I thought Aladdin was pretty good. Yeah. I thought, uh, what was the other one? Lion King was just okay, but... Lion King was horrible. Yeah, word okay. for word. <laughs> Fucking, I'll say it. Except for how they ruined well, was... Scar's song. No! That song That's my favorite part. Scar's really? song? What? Yeah. The lack of song. I thought, so every single song oh. was so, I mean, I mean to say this, cringy to me, because I was sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, there's like high notes, whatever, no emotion on these animals' faces because they made it so real. They can't conduct emotions. Yeah. I thought, 
I hated the songs. I hated listening to the fucking music in that movie. Wait, but wait, hold Scars, on, do you like the songs normally? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, you just yeah. didn't like the retaking of no. Scar's song originally was really good, right? When he's yeah, when he's like pouncing around yeah. and commanding the oh, for sure. to fight for 100%. him, hundred percent gets you all pumped up. But in this movie, I just love how they kind of talked of the song's words and it flowed better instead of just having this cringy ass musical and this so, really to me, super yeah, to me I, I didn't like to me it felt like so out of place like ah oh, this yeah. is this is broken i Man. didn't care for it, but yeah that's yeah i hated the music so maybe i get what you're saying i was excited to hear the original song yeah, yeah. but what we got was better than what we could have got compared yeah. to all the other songs like you didn't want to hear them actually try their best to do the song and it be just trashed like the other ones were. Yeah, and like Beyonce sounded horrible to me, fucking in the main songs. But like, I will not the... let you talk shit about Queen Bay. No, okay? she's, she's queen. No, you're wrong. But like the um, <laughs> when he was running, can't wait to be king. Yeah, yeah. And they're young and they're singing and they're hitting these high notes and it's like, man, I really I like feel it. like they're not even fucking moving their mouths. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, That's I didn't. I, like. I didn't think the animation landed. I think it was just not yeah. fit for. I mean, they couldn't convey. But did you like Jungle Book? Faces. Jungle Book was okay. I but thought Jungle Book did a good yeah, job. Yeah. What was yeah. different about it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That was I, my thing. I did like it. My worst example was when Simba was crying. It. When Simba was crying, it was like, it, it was, seems so bad because exactly. you hear the voice of like a crying kid. Yeah. yeah. And then you're looking at like, that's the exact same face when you're dancing around and playing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe right. just did, anyway, They also had <laughs> more variety of characters in, uh, in Jungle Book. So. Yeah. Maybe we saw Mowgli, so it kind of took us away a little bit too. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Mowgli definitely would have helped. Because then you get that character emotion. Yeah, human emotion. And then you, yeah, human emotion. And you don't really realize. Mm-hmm. It's like like the audience in the room to tell yeah. you how you need to be feeling at the time. All right, so then let's talk about the other live action. <laughs> Getting back coming. on track. Uh, trust me, there's going to be so much editing. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> gonna I'm going I'm to leave, leave a lot of it. Yeah, just leave it. I yeah, I'm going funny. To. Yeah. Hopefully they do. Uh, it's already going to be a two and a half hour episode. They better. So, <laughs> Poor people. Don't talk to our stream like that. <laughs> uh, so we have the Lady and the Tramp live action movie coming up too. Mm. We got a picture of that. First of all, first of all, I tweeted it out. There's a guy who did the work on it. The perspectives on the poster are god awful. So what that what I mean by that is, when you look at the poster, it's the it's the shot where. Lady and the Tramp are eating uh, the pasta, spaghetti's classic scene. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the hallways or the, the alleyway, the alleyway goes at this one angle. Then this building up here goes at a wrong angle up this way. And then this thing's like leaning over here. So at first you don't notice it, but if you pay mm. attention again, look at the buildings. They just like CGI these things terribly. It's like mm. some high school project. No, like, they just lean, CGI. They lean some cardboard pictures of buildings behind these dogs so they could take a picture. It really it. looks like, yeah, it looks like that. <laughs> like the cardboard's like leaning off yeah, in the wrong directions when you look at it again. Yeah, I, seen it. I was actually excited. I was like, like pretty actually excited about it, but then I was like, I wonder if they're gonna make like the what was it, the Aristocats? Oh yeah, 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 the Aristocats, yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, well, if you're gonna go that far, then go uh, Milo. Uh, Milo and Otis. No, no the uh, Fox and the Hound. No, oh. the one with the the cat that steals stuff. Oliver the, Twist. There you go. Oliver Company. Oliver Company, oh. which is based off of Oliver yeah. Twist. Oliver Company. Yeah, that's based off of that. That was a good movie, by the way. Yeah. I was hoping this lady in the chant would be. The dogs don't talk, and we kind of see it as more people Ooh, going take. with the flow. Yeah, like we're seeing the the people communicating instead of just the two dogs. And then it'd be kind of cool just to see like the nuance of these two dogs hanging out, yeah. and to be a quieter film. But I think that would yeah. actually be more interesting than just another retelling of the movie that we already all yeah. know. Yeah, I'm just getting really tired of these live yeah. action movies. Yeah. And, just, and continue yeah. the story. It doesn't have to be a, a remake of the old story. Like make a Mulan 
three, four, and five. I don't care. Like yeah. it was some footage of Mulan, but they didn't show it off to the public. Yeah. Oh my I mean, God. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the oh, Mulan. I'm, super I'm gonna excited. see. I'm, I'm gonna see. It for I'm very Quinks excited for the Mulan. Oh, you guys are <laughs> fucking blowing my mind. I'm telling. I'm calling this right now. I called it during our Lion King one. This Mulan live action Mulan will be the very best live action movie they've ever made. Let me tell you why it's not gonna be. Okay. Because it's a cheap-ass Paramount Samurai movie. That's what it looks like. Let me tell you why it is. Okay. Because it's a badass Samurai movie, and it's not a musical at all. They're not doing any of the songs. Yeah. Damn. What the? So why call it Mulan? There's no dragon. There's no lucky hair. Make a man out of you. At least that song has to be in it. There's no There's no Mushu. There's no Cricket. She's jumping around doing these. Is there no? Yeah, if you IMBD... There is a cricket, but this is a this is a more serious movie too, like more yeah. like a historical representation yeah. of the story. Okay, but then Not... you're doing three sixty flips hanging in the air for like fifteen well, seconds. Well, it'll have know? that. It'll have the crash. What kind of shit stuff. is that? Yeah. yeah. But, but what I like the idea of hey, this isn't exactly a retelling like Lion King. Yeah. But what it is is it's a movie that you should be familiar with the story because we've already done the story before. But let's show it in this new light. Yeah. So if they took Lion King and made it more of like a nature documentary, but we're watching it like like. Like Jonathan was saying, where the dogs don't talk, kind of thing. Then we're I watching. Said that, but okay. <laughs> oh, you said that. Sorry, but you know what I'm saying. Like that would be kind of cool to watch something yeah. where, where now you're just kind of like naturally watching. You're like, oh man, I can't believe that one lion died. Yeah. But it's not being sung mm. to you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just another way of doing the same it's story. So, so much more sad. It would be super sad. Heck yeah. I don't know. I just when I saw the flips and all that stuff, I thought this is cheap. This is yeah. cheesy. Mm. I'll say they. If we were doing that, then it would be more serious. Then I'd rather see a Pocahontas for sure. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's a very good point. I would love to see a very good Pocahontas movie, mm. but I I want to see it more like Dancing with Wolves kind of story, and less like let's do the songing and singing and yeah, dancing. Be more okay. of that cultural black and white between. Right. Be uh, yeah. The 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 divide of the cultures clashing together. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. No, let's just everybody's dance. gonna cry if you actually tell that story. Because yeah, because then if you do these, okay, then let me jump. I'm. I'll put my foot in your boat real quick. Okay, so my boat. No, just, just one foot. It's okay. I'm not pulling yet. Then if you do these serious Disney, <laughs> if you do these serious Disney movies that are too real now for nowadays kids or whatever the hell, then make that universe where they are like that. Because then the next one after Pocahontas, I'm gonna see Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. Yeah. Now, see, That's one of my that favorite so fucking good. movies in the world. So I think it was good. I yeah. think if we do that, if Disney starts going that route, they'll be making new Disney movies not targeting kids anymore. I mean, right now, the yeah. MCU is totally for kids, and that's great. And it appeals to us, too, but yeah. not directly, not solely. But mm-hmm. if you change the shift to where we're the focus, and you're making those classic movies in a darker, more modern, more realistic and emotional yeah. version, I think well, it would be yeah, yeah. more direct to us, and yeah. kids will probably enjoy the story, too, but yeah. not but I, as much. Yeah. Beauty and Beast had some songs, right? It had uh, a lot of songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. Okay. Cinderella didn't, though. I don't think Cinderella I don't, had a lot don't, of songs. You know what? I never saw the Cinderella one. Oh, it's good. Is I like it a lot. Cinderella and Beauty and Beast are the only ones I really like. But I do like what you're saying. Oh, is... I like Jungle Book a lot. I think Jungle Book. Oh, Jungle Book, yeah. Yeah. That one had songs too. But I like what you're saying is Mulan won't be a musical. Yeah. I don't like how it's not the dragon loving or whatever. Okay, yeah, going. Yeah. But you're making it more serious. Then, okay, then have that, I don't know. I don't want to say universe, but have this circle of yeah, the serious ones of, of new... Twisting it up, making how it How about real... this? All the historical ones, like Mulan, Pocahontas, and Hunchback of Notre Dame, be serious takes on the historical moments. Yeah. And have yeah. all the like fantasy world ones be their own musicals. Mm-hmm. And you know, then Lion King, stuff like that fit in the middle. I think you know, that kind of works. You know what they should you can... do, too? Uh, you guys are going to be like, that's stupid, Dan. I'll, I'll cut this out. But <laughs> they need to make... What's up, Static Shock? <laughs> <laughs> they need to make a live action 
Gargoyle series. Oh, oh God. why are we God. talking about this all? Every freaking Gargoyle season <laughs> live action. Can't wait. Right? I, I don't know how that how it would look live action, but, but put I, gargoyles I just, on anything boom. and I will watch I'm it. Just like, I want to see. It. Let's make it happen, Disney. It, just, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know we already, yeah. we already touched on it, but we're back. <laughs> it's right? been a long enough recording. They, we they circle could, back. They could do a good job. Yeah. I, I think they could do a good job on I, it, and yeah. it could be a series. I, it would be very good. Though. Oh my god! See, look at that. <laughs> it would be very you, can't, good. you can't be hating. You I'm can't not hating. Hate. I agree with you. It'd be amazing. I but would, you, would it be? Uh, would it be just like the old series, just redone with new animation, or would it be a little more kid friendly or a little more adult friendly? Like oh, we're more, about? I would say more. Uh, more I mean, honestly, just retell it the exact same way, where both sides can like it a lot. But they're kind of like in the Daredevil world because it's gonna be live yeah, action. So they're kind of like, like in the the big yeah. city that it'd be pretty much always dark. But yeah. I, more at night yeah. It's like Daredevil. It's yeah. mostly yeah, I don't a little know. bit. It's like yeah. mix, mix, but a little bit of the tech because of uh, what's his name? Do like Disney, Zana, like uh, Netflix does the Castlevania series. Honestly, I think uh, I think that, that series that yeah. would have been That's amazing. Good. Like if they actually make a live action Gargoyles. I know you're hating freaks. I'm not but hating. Oh, he agrees. I, I loved Gargoyles, and I think it could they could actually do a good job, too. especially with how they make movies and stuff like that. Yeah, they could they could nail it. I'm down. Yeah. Who would, Back on track who with would Mulan. You say? <laughs> who would you pick as uh, the girl? Uh, oh, uh, the detective. Yeah, Megan Fox. Donna or something like that. I don't remember. Nah, Fox, that, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. oh, no, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Ooh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Oh God, what's her name? The one that plays in? Uh, oh God, I can't remember her name. Plays in what though? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. She plays Gamora. Oh yeah, it's, I was Zoe's thinking her too. I can't oh, remember her actually, name. Yeah, she would be good. Yeah. Zoe Saldana. That would be cool. She would be amazing for that. Yeah. I think we need a message to Disney a and be like, through. look. All right. I will, this, I will write that. Disney a full casting Do list. It. I'll tweet it out, but I need your help okay. creating it. All right. Everybody yeah. get your suggestions, list. casting list suggestions. Who to play who in it. All right. We're going to put Ooh. this out. I'll tweet it out because we keep talking about freaking gargoyles every episode. Yeah. I love it, but I mean, we talk about it every episode. Who would, right. who would you have Who would you have as Goliath? I mean, he's got to have that it would demanding have to be, voice. Um, Hopper. Hopper, Hopper sounds pretty cool just his yeah. voice. No, the guy from... What's that gamer? Gamer? Like he he's like Yeah, you're talking about where Ready Player One? Oh, Ready Player One? No. Ready Player One? It was yeah. like gamer. <sighs> Gerard Butler. He could oh, probably do a good one. He could probably He's pretty do, cool. He's kinda okay. getting I'm kinda getting I kinda want Idris Elba for it myself. Because I want Idris Elba oh, for everything. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be a good Oh, villain. he'd be good for Brooklyn. He'd be good for the old man. Uh, the old gargoyle. The only reason why I like uh, Hopper is, is Brooklyn, no, he has that facial Hudson. features. Hudson. Yeah, Hopper yeah. could do it too. I'm like yeah. yeah. David Harbour. Yeah. He'd be good. Lexington. I'm gonna take all your gargoyle pops. Anyway, back on back on Mulan. Yeah. Yeah. If they do that universe, do then I'm down. We talk about cast. Uh, who should cast? I, I need to record a Patreon one. So let's do a whole Patreon one that's just about gargoyles, gargoyles. making yeah. a live action. We'll make it. We'll make the. We'll make the list of cast, and then we'll send it off to Disney. I will email that to Disney. No joke. I'm down. Okay, Definitely. that'll be guys. That'll be our Patreon exclusive. All of our Patreon content is completely free. That'll that'll be included. Of course, we we appreciate any donations. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up, though. We have a good two and a half hour recording. Yeah. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about our top five theme park rides and all the holiday events and stuff like that at Disneyland and the D23 announcements for the new park stuff mm-hmm. so that's all coming next week we'll talk to you guys later we appreciate you guys joining us so very much and this crazy wacky episode <laughs> see you guys next week thank Bye. you Bye. thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks podcast you can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod 
We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.